Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Uh, the, the, no idea what the f- just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a hot Monday in Eastern North Carolina. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 125930 online, pr927fm.com. And be a part of today's show. We want to hear from you what is on your mind. Let's talk some football on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can hit us up on X as well. Or if you're a traditionalist, give us a call, 317-1250. We are here the next three hours talking pirate football, eh, among other things. And uh, we'll be with you until 6 o'clock. And we've got some guests to get to on today's show, Ellerby alongside we'll speak with him in just a moment we will hear what brian bailey has to say coming up at four o'clock and at five former pirate wide receiver jason nichols will join us we'll recap ecu scrimmage on saturday uh talk pirate football look around the world of college football exciting times as we are counting down the days on the david price construction countdown to kickoff until east carolina and michigan got some news on that game over the weekend that we'll talk about in just a moment as well shirley Rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here oh yeah it is a victory monday washington commanders winners over the weekend chandler did the panthers win this weekend the question is, is, did the Panthers play? Did the Panthers, well, at least they scored points, right? Well, see, that's the thing. No, well, they did not score points. At least Saturday. they had positive passing yards at halftime, right? Well, no, you're wrong there. We had <laughs> negative one yard. Yikes. <laughs> negative one yard. It's only preseason. Doesn't matter, but that was not pretty. It was disgusting. Uh, we'll talk some uh, preseason because a lot of Pirates were in action this weekend as well. Jonathan Ellerby is to my left. Hello, Ellerby. Don't tell the Baltimore Ravens preseason doesn't matter. They've won 24 in a row. That is one of the more insane stats in sports because preseason is so unpredictable with the guys you're running in and out and the fact they beat the eagles the other night the fact they have won 24 so what's that lrb you play three a year now you used to play four i think we went one year without preseason football but that is uh at least like seven years worth of wins right i'm willing to say this is one record that may not ever be (laughs) this is like the cal streak so next time next time that question comes up i would this is my first answer right here that the baltimore ravens whatever current 24 win streak in preseason football may not ever be broken again Man, uh, crazy, crazy stat. Congratulations to Keaton Mitchell on his great game. We'll dive into all that a little bit, but we got a a lot to go. We want to hear from the chat today. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Russ says, where the butt is Troy? I hadn't seen him. No. I'm not sure. Not sure what he's up to. Troy? Uh, Skip says, hey, Ellerby. Hey, Skip. How are you? Skip, you want to say hey to the rest of us or just Ellerby? Lucky here. Is he chatting to us on YouTube or Facebook? He is uh, YouTubing right now. Randolph says, good afternoon, Chandler, Clip, and Shirley. And he says, hit those likes, folks. 
So uh, thanks for tuning in, Randolph and everybody today, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys. Ellerby, where to begin? We had the scrimmage over the weekend. We've got a ton of audio to get to recapping that, but also heard from the athletics director of East Carolina earlier today, John Gilbert. Yeah. What was your uh, opinion of his press conference before Mike Houston? Um, I didn't take much out of it, honestly. It's kind of, uh, I mean, it was, it was. I think it was good for him. It's to get, one of those things, exactly, you were about to say it. I one of those things where you got to say something. I think it's good for him to get in front of the media. Yeah. And instead of doing things always from the helm, I think it's good to have a uh, little formal press conference where he can uh, take questions from the media. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world of college athletics right now. And a lot of rumors, some of the things obviously he can't specifically address because he's had private conversations about probably expansion and all this other stuff but uh, certainly gave out some facts about uh, where East Carolina stands right now with season tickets 14,500 uh, hoping to get to 15,000 he says the Pirate Club staff is working hard right now to call the people that have not renewed so if you have not renewed your season tickets you're probably getting phone calls if you still want to buy season tickets you can still give uh, the athletic department a call so uh, it was good I, I mean uh, he covered some ground on, on a lot of things but got the uh, pretty much the media and then of course we'll have it out on our social media here later and uh, here on this program of uh, just some other facts and figures of where uh, the ECU athletic department stands right now i'll tell you one thing i got from today john gilbert is very pleased at the espn plus numbers because yes. he talked about that quite a bit uh comparatively speaking and relatively speaking uh as far as viewership goes on espn plus that was a point he continued to get out and we'll hear his comments directly in his own words but in those conversations i guess with conference people and you know other leagues whatever east carolina one of their bullet points is uh, we get a lot of eyeballs on espn plus which is great and uh he didn't specifically get to where east carolina stands in the conference but uh that that's good news if east carolina can be good at the digital game that seems like a lot of our uh, games are, are digitally streamed. I know there's a lot of people watching ECU baseball when that's on ESPN Plus, and then uh, I know we have a few football games on ESPN Plus. So uh, that that's the equalizer there. Uh, it's just so easy to stream games now, and uh, we'll just have to see how that goes forward. And then the big question is, you know, I mean, Stanford and Cal are sitting out there in the San Francisco television market, but you don't really hear that as their uh, sounding board of you know for. The, you know, that would get them right into the Big Ten if that was the case. Instead, everybody's kind of waiting to see, uh, is, is that going to be, or is the American going to add them? Is the ACC really talking about Stanford and Cal? So uh, you just kind of got to wait and see how this, uh, you know, conference realignment continues to evolve and grow and change. And it's it's just funny to me. It's kind of it's kind of like the conversation of when people get in the Hall of Fame on like their third or fourth tie. It's like either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. And, right. it, and it's kind of like with conference realignment. We're not uh, first ballot movers. Right. But it's all, all of a sudden it's like, well, well, you got such and such. And then when they move somebody to a conference, they make this great case for them. Like, like their circumstances have all of a sudden just changed. But uh, that's the world we live in. And, uh, you know, if ESPN and Fox want a team to join a conference, that's pretty much they, they throw out X number of dollars for it. And then uh, I think the big factor in all this now is going to be the tier distribution. I think that's the next wave of conference realignment when Alabama – Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, all the big player, USC, where Lincoln Riley is, all the big player brokers start really saying, you know what? I don't, I don't really, we're not equals to the people in our conference. Yeah. And uh, we're worth $100 million. 
you guys each need to take 10 million less well there was some of that talk this weekend and i I like what gilbert said about you know you can see graphics on social media and people talking and you don't know what's true what's not true but i did see something ellerby about like stanford and uh cal if they would join uh some kind of conglomeration with the american and they get more money than east carolina gets and and other schools get and and that is that tier you're speaking of right yeah same same tier that uh, and i think i've read a report where stanford and cal would beg to join the big 10 and take less hmm. you know like uh, it's it's just funny and once that conversation enters a conversation then it's always out there. So if you're willing, if you want more in X conference or less to join this conference, then then all of a sudden, once it becomes, I mean, it's like, you know, the ACC, I remember this. I, I think John Swafford was the commissioner at the time. I have to go back and double check. He said, we would never take any team unless they came in all sports. <laughs> well, And then Notre Dame entered the conversation and joined the league in all sports except football. Uh, like a year or two later or something. So, I mean, things are, it's just funny when you hear these big statements and stuff. And I, I just think that the, the distribution thing, that that's going to be the next next go around. Whenever, I don't know when the SEC deals up or, when, you know, the ACC is like 2036 and that's the only thing keeping them together. But uh, that, everybody, it's going to be interesting. It's just college athletics, college football in general needs to break away and have their own commissioner and, and, and figure it out and figure out who's playing for this and who's playing for that because it's just it's just a big mess all right let's hear uh, some of the john gilbert conversation from earlier today he went seven minutes in his opening comments so we're not going to play off that but we kind of hit on some of those bullet points talked about ticket sales and and things like that and we'll get to the q a portion brian bailey got it going asking do you think about being in a conference with west coast schools and what that would do negatively for the athletic budget and the nightmare travel uh and and that standpoint uh john gilbert too Charlie. Well, I, I think when you when you look at realignment and, and you look what's gone on uh, going, you know, back in time to like, you know, uh, I think about the SEC adding uh, Missouri and Texas A&M and then different leagues follow, the, the finances are real. Like, uh, it, but I also think uh, your, your broadcasting partner, uh, they also have to... Um, you know, be willing to help fund those things. And so it, it really is uh, complex when you look at realignment. And, and then you also have exit fees. And, and I go back to, you know, the schools that, that are no longer in our league, uh, C- Connecticut, uh, Central Florida, uh, Houston, and Cincinnati, you know, they're, they're all paying significant fees uh, to, to leave the leagues. And, and in some benefit, in some regard, we're benefiting from that because, you know, our, our uh, reserve fund and, and the funds that, that we get from the American, those schools are all uh, paying in those exit fees that we're going to benefit financially from that. All right. John Gilbert was also asked, uh, I believe, by Ellerby, uh, based on what you know today, would you be for or against adding? the remaining uh, schools left in the Pac-12, uh, the Pac-4, uh, three, Charlie? You, you know, I, I, don't, to, I don't have enough information to answer that question, but meaning, um, you know, you got to go back to what a fi- financial model looks like and, and um, you know, your, your television partner has to, 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 you know, 
convey to the commissioner what that would be. And, and I don't think you can really make a, a, um, an educated stance on that unless you know all the variables. And, and those variables, you know, we're playing the hypothetical game, but uh, the hypothetical game is how much distribution is, are all the schools going to get? It, you know, is it, is it a tiered model? Uh, and then what, what does the league look like? Are there divisions? Are you having to, to go uh, west now? If I could be the, uh, you know, commissioner of college athletics for a day, the one thing I would do, you know, outside largely of football, I am a big believer in regional scheduling. And it, it just makes too much sense uh, in my mind. We don't talk about uh, the student-athlete experience and what we're all doing financially. Like, you know, right now we fly a lot of our teams uh, to Texas and Tulsa and other places to, to compete that uh, from a revenue generation standpoint, they're not where they generate revenue. And so I think to answer, do, do we want these teams or the, you know, that team uh, in order to make a fully educated guess or stance on that, it, it would have to be, I'd have to have a lot more information. Ellery, you tried to bypass all that by saying, based on what you know today. Yes. Uh, but Today, know. like uh, what you know right now, John Gilbert, uh, and basically, I mean, he's not going to play his you know cards he knows i get but, it all but, we can do is ask the question right but i mean basically does stanford cal oregon state washington state if they brought more money to the conference and they were willing to split it up equally would you say yes or no? i mean that I mean, if i could go back and forth but uh that's really what it comes down to i mean they don't you know i mean and, and maybe the conversation is stanford and cal are are being greedy and they want more money because they feel they're entitled and are, are bringing more to the table but well, he also uh, answered without answering he wouldn't like the travel portion of it but again if the money's right you'll be down to do yeah, whatever it, yeah i mean no one has ever i mean usc and ucla playing at Rutgers and basketball and whatever else coming up uh, doesn't make any sense at all but that that's just the world we live in he does make a good point i mean i think college athletics should be regionally i think college football should separate and go national because that's basically basically yeah. what it is and then let's but, but i'm on board for that no one wants to have, common sense is not common practice and that and until people in college athletics step up and start saying things like this then it it doesn't really matter well, no one about, wants less money right so you're gonna have to if you're going to do that somehow keep the money the same or make but, it more well you know what happened is oregon state washington state stanford and cal are getting less money now that's what's going to happen. I think they were making what thirty some million in the Pac twelve, and now if they have to join the American, if they join the American, and if the numbers work out, they'd be getting what nine. I mean, that's that's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow. If you're living on a thirty million dollar TV budget, and all of a sudden you're back down to nine, I don't think they probably his athletic director has his performa projected out over the next two or three years that he was going to take that kind of haircut. Do you, will we ever see the point where teams start getting cut? And by that, like a Vanderbilt, like a I don't know. yeah, they're going to get cut financially because Alabama, Georgia, Florida, they're going to they're not going to get taken out of the SEC, but they're going to lose their chunk. Yeah, they don't mind playing Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a, been a good school for a lot of teams in the SEC. They've gotten a few teams here or there, but uh, yeah, I think at some point, if if college football does not break away, I don't know how it all works out and all the 
legalities and the the Title Nines and all that other stuff. I mean, they they've made it this complicated for some reason, and uh, there's probably a lot more money on the table out there to get. But when they do break away, there there is going to be a you know there's going to be there's going to be like an A B and C division like there kind of is now, but it's just probably going to be more official. It's just it's just ridiculous what I mean what those SEC and Big Ten schools are raking in right now, and some of them are just stealing. If you're in the SEC and Big Ten and your name's not Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, or Georgia, then you are you are you know you're living a good life right now. And you better be saving some money for when, when, when the big change comes. I uh, was talking to somebody that does social media for the NCAA. And they had meetings with people from the NCAA. And the meetings were about coverage for college basketball, women's college basketball, college baseball. No talk of football outside of a little FCS. And that's because... The NCAA has zero control zero. at all. They don't and get any TV money. It's not it's even – it, it, it's separate now without saying they're separate almost. Right. Like, it's uh, it was it's crazy. All right. Um, all right. We're going to get an answer here, Ellerby. All right. This one, the question is going to be asked, and it's going to be answered. It was by Gully. It says, has there been any conversations about ECU moving conferences? Cut four. I, I don't want to get into like private conversations that I've had. Um, you know, I continue as the director of athletics to uh, advocate for our institution, uh, and I point out all the many positives that uh, this athletic department and this institution brings. And, and I do think uh, it starts at home. We're a significant value to uh, the American athletic. If you look at our Again, ticket sales, viewership, uh, we're in the, the, the top of our league uh, or right there with, you know, one or two other schools, uh, and, and we're competitive. So uh, the best I do is advocate for exactly where we are and what that is. All right, AD John Gilbert. We got more John Gilbert on the way. Also, this entire cut sheet that I had to do in like eight font today because we got so much to get to. And by the end of this show, do you need some readers? We'll have hit it all. I am proud to say that I can read it, but it's uh, I might have a headache after the show. Yeah, we got Mike Houston. We got Donnie Kirkpatrick. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, just don't ask me about conference realignment. Uh, Donnie Kay, we got Blake Harrell, we got Tegan Wilk, Shane Calhoun, and more. We're going to take a break, come back more with Ellerby, hour number one. Also, uh, we want to hear from you as well. We got Pike checking in. Said it's too hot to do much. The next few hours, it's up to you to keep me entertained. All right, Pike, challenge accepted. I'll be talking to you folks as well. More to go, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after these words. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home. Or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. 
Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. BB, Brian Bailey going to join us in hour two. Also got our Fleet Feet Rundown coming up in hour two, as well as Jason Nichols, as we'll talk Pirate football with the former EC wide receiver coming up in hour three. And uh, Jay Nick, Marcus Crandall, going to be part of our team this football season pre-game post-game and during the week on pirate radio live and looking forward to having those guys also got some news on friday that billy weaver who put in his one year notice that he would not be showing up to the fifth quarter for week one has uh rescinded that notice he will be here uh, on the fifth quarter after ecu takes on michigan so we'll have a full house lrb for game one yeah leave it to weaver well no. did you hear his explanation Yes, I, he told me privately, and then he told you publicly <laughs> the same explanation. Uh, we can, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think we could, a lot of us can relate that uh, the big house is big, but it's uh, a big paycheck to go uh, go take everybody up there. And when you go somewhere, uh, that means somebody else is going, and then two more folks are going, and all yeah. of a sudden it's a lot more than just one person going. The old Weaver family truckster. Just <laughs> yep. So uh, instead, he'll be hanging out with us. Looking forward That's to good, it. Though good for us. How many days, Ellerby, on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff? Nine. 19 days. My goodness. 19 days from now, Clip Rock, you'll be sitting here. Surely. I get that fifth quarter You might be taking phone calls at this point, depending on uh, how fast uh, the television works out on the Peacock streaming network. So, uh, Pirates, Wolverines. How many people will call in and complain they couldn't watch the game? Hmm. That's a good over-under. I didn't even think... The game won't even on TV. How'd y'all see all this? Yeah. Well... There's plenty of great places like Tiebreakers. You can go uh, watch the game. I'm sure they'll be streaming it for you. So, uh, Or you go ahead and start asking around. If you have that question, the game is on the Peacock streaming network. It's not going to be on a remote control that you can flip around on your cable or satellite. So find the Peacock streaming network so you can watch the Pirates and the Wolverines. And hey, then uh, get a, the good thing when you're already streaming the game, then flip over to YouTube Live. And watch Clip Brock in the fifth quarter with Jason Nichols, Marcus Crandall, and Billy Weaver. That's right. Little pro tip for y'all. It worked for me. Maybe it will for you. I've been uh, trying to cut down on my streaming services because I have so many and the costs keep going up. And uh, uh, not that long ago, I, I tried to cancel Peacock and I was just going to get it again in September. And they gave me the old, will you uh, please stay on for one ninety nine a month for the next three months? Wow. So a little pro tip there. Pro tip. Want to cut down on your peacock cost. Uh, threaten to cancel, and uh, maybe you can get a deal like I did. Clip Brock, working the deals. <laughs> working the deals. Coupon Brock. <laughs> they think I'm a sucker? No, you're the sucker. <laughs> what were you paying? <laughs> <laughs> they had me at $99.99 a month. I don't know what was going on there. You you basically paid for a lifetime subscription <laughs> the previous six months. They were like, oh, let's let this guy off for a little bit. Hey, I was, I was born at night, but it won't last night. And they also gave you last year's uh, NFL Sunday. <laughs> all right uh speaking of which i watched some of last year's red zone on saturday I- i'm sick like that you are i know i pulled up nfl network on my roku and they were showing some live games and then it said week one 2022 nfl red zone and i was like eh, let's watch this for a little while let's get some f- football uh but i did enjoy lrb seeing the former pirates this weekend uh Holden Naylor's made a name for himself on Thursday night great showing for him and I think he's in a great spot right now with Seattle also Blake Prohl had a catch and then on Friday night I'm trying to go chronological order mm-hmm. was that the night that uh 
Jaquan McMillan had his sack there, Coach. Jaquan McMillan. When you think of uh, cornerbacks here at East Carolina, you think of a guy like Jaquan McMillan. He's a shock. He's a shock. A shock always goes forward. It never goes backward. That was awesome to see. Saturday, I think Ryan Jones had a catch on Friday night as well. Made a nice move. He's got to get that number fixed. That's one thing about when you got all these people on a roster. He does not look good in the 49. He's got to get a better number and hopefully he can make the team and, and get a cool number. Saturday... Keaton Mitchell Dude. showed off the speed and got a chance to make a name for himself early in the football game because they had him back there returning kicks with like eight and a half left in the. Uh, this was their first possession, and they had Keaton uh, Mitchell back there returning the kick, and I think he returned it for about twenty-seven yards. So, and, and of course that touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. Saw him get loose, and the hold was away from the play. Wouldn't would have scored without it, but got called back. But was able to show, and he showed on a couple plays too that the things he did in college, where it would be a busted play, and Bounces he just was able to use his speed and quickness. I didn't know if he'd be able to do that in the NFL, and he won't every play like he was in college but we saw some of that the other night it was funny because i was listening to it was the ravens broadcast Uh, it was on nfl network but it was the ravens broadcast and the color analyst kept saying that guy's fast that guy's got speed and he just kept talking about how fast keith mitchell was especially that one time that i like you said seen several times when he was here at ecu where you think something you know bad's about to happen in the backfield but he just seems to get out of it bounces to the outside for seven yards and then yesterday good to see our guy isaiah winstead with two catches for the 49ers two targets two catches sounds like he's having a good camp and uh really pulling for him so you know, the guys doing all they can i thought ellerby you know we've been hyping this up for a few weeks now can't wait to see our guys in preseason good to see them all make an impact it yeah right and they were all spread out thursday through sunday as you just did the rundown there so there's certain it makes the makes the nfl a lot more fun and i think honestly that that's the best way mike houston and uh anybody can really sell this pro same thing with cliff godwin you you put guys in professional baseball and professional football that that's why they're they're coming to east carolina they're coming to east carolina because they like it here and the culture and playing time but uh they they, they want to start making uh big bucks in the uh, national football league and and mlb and uh, it's really cool across both sports we got a lot of lot of folks that are doing good things in professional uh, sports right now Shirley, uh, can you hit Mike Houston cut seven? I asked him today about his thoughts on the Pirates in the pros. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to look at the full body of work, but, um, you know, that's going to be. Hold on. Oh, all right. I'll read some comments while we wait. Unless he was talking about the full body of work of these guys going into the NFL. No. <laughs> uh, Eric says, Shirley, all over there spinning the Timbaland and Magoo tunes. Magoo passing away over the weekend. Rest in peace. Uh, Jamie says, my only question from the scrimmage, which quarterback played better? Saw offense overall, not good. Uh, from what we saw, I, I don't really have an answer for that. I don't have I don't have one either. Yeah. So, I don't know, Jamie. Uh, well, here's, but Mike Houston has some comments on it, and Donnie Kirkpatrick will play that coming up momentarily. Uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric doing a callback to the Jeff Charles uh, – <laughs> the uh, the Petey Pablo Eastern Timberland. He said Petey Pablo Eastern North Carolina legend featuring Timberland. Thank you, Eric. See, Eric. Oh, I wanted to do this today too because I saw uh, Daryl Harrison Saturday at yes. the scrimmage, uh, former referee, and he said, "Man, I'm enjoying your show." And a lot of people say that, 
and i wonder how many actually listen to the show or follow it and they're just being nice and i was like thanks i appreciate it <laughs> but he said you know i had never heard I, I never knew where local politics bud came from so i'm glad you played the entire clip on the show the other yeah, day yeah i heard that and i was like oh cool yeah so um i thought about this over the weekend we play a lot of random clips and we have a lot of references and inside jokes for those that follow the show uh, today if you we're gonna do a an open space here like it's a it's a free zone everybody is okay you shouldn't be ashamed if you have a question about a reference where is that from why do you play that why is that funny uh feel free to ask the question i feel like you should do it like the spelling bee can i get the origin <laughs> you know, origin like, of the word yeah i mean just like people should ask you know like local politics bud can you or, use it in a sentence like like can you be quiet please i mean this th- we should go through you rick should, flair Woo! yeah I, I just think i think we should uh we should have maybe a uh open segment when yeah you if you if you have a question about a reference a joke something that we always bring up and laugh at and you have no idea why it's funny to us uh you can ask us today and honestly it may disappoint you once you find out the answer or or it may enlighten you like all inside jokes sometimes they don't make sense to some people right but it may take a lot of stress off your life that you know the answer to this could be weighing you down do we ever find mike houston cut seven yes yeah i've just been stalled i've just Uh, i kind of got off track doing a good job let's hear cut seven talking about the pirates in the praise well i think i think it always does it does a lot for the program but i think you know the the bigger thing is each one of them and their story you know uh I, t- I texted with with Holton. I really liked his haircut. So, uh, uh, but uh, you know, first NFL touchdown, and you saw Keaton's run the other night, his kickoff return, and then Ryan had the big catch. And uh, you know, Isaiah's having a very solid preseason camp with the Niners. And so, um, got to see J Mac the other night, which you know, J Mac you know played a lot, and you know, I think he's he's set to uh, you know be a pretty big part of uh, of their team this year. So. It's exciting. It's exciting for us to watch because, you know, you grew so close to those kids and, you know, you're cheering for them and, and pulling for them and hoping, hoping that they can, you know, do the best that they can and, you know, living out their dreams. So it's exciting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, all of our guys are excited for it. All right, Mike Houston there, and uh, plenty to be proud of for him and the Pirate Nation with these guys trying to make rosters right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can follow us on our social media. We'll uh, keep you up to speed with what those guys do. And then, including Isaiah Winstead uh, got pranked by Debo Samuel. See that for a $15,000 lunch tab or dinner tab somewhere in Las Vegas. Yeah. I guess so. The prank was he actually didn't have to pay it. Well, the prank was if you read the article, I think on our social media. I don't read articles; I just read headlines. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're like most people then. Yep. But uh, Debo Samuel, they all went out to dinner, and he was going to make the rookies pay for it. And he had them bring a fake bill that was like fifteen thousand uh, dollars, okay. and it was really only twenty five hundred dollars. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you'd have been a rookie for the, you know, I'm sure Isaiah Winston was like, "Whoa, great! Don't have to contribute to a third or fourth or fifth of fifteen thousand. Only had to." chip in for had to divide up twenty five hundred dollar dinner so uh, a little easier so but but definitely a good prank and uh probably made the guys squirm a little bit and probably made the twenty five hundred dollar bill not seem so big i guess uh rick we love compliments he said nice new look on the website folks works great streaming fist bump emoji yeah rick um so i like can... to be honest and open with people this is the first time i'm looking at it 
How long has this been? <laughs> how, long is the, how long has our website looked so cool? We, we made the change on uh, like Thursday of last week. Oh, okay. We, I'm we not too got, far back. We still got a few more tweaks and uh, yeah. a lot more additions we're going to make to it, but uh, definitely time to uh, give it a new look. But uh, good. full team has done a great job. Big dog, Big behind, dog. The, behind the scenes. So uh, got some good stuff, but you can stream there. You can also get your Pirate Radio football kickoff party tickets right there. We got a lot of Ten those months. that are uh, being sold. Remember, all the proceeds for the party this year will be going to the uh, new scholarship to honor the voice, Jeff Charles, at the uh, ECU School of Communication. So uh, we're very excited about be making that donation. And we're really excited, as you may have heard the interview a while ago, with uh, Ken Knox, having chairman of the board and uh, getting people dangling on a string, Carolina girls, all sorts of good stuff going to be happening Thursday, August 31st, only 17 days away until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. So jump on the new website, pr927fm.com. Get your tickets. This $10 is uh, include your service fee, and uh, all that money will go to the uh, new scholarship, and you'll have a great time. we got some other cool wrinkles and surprises uh, for that night as well. So definitely uh, come on out and uh, join us on Thursday, August 31st. LRB, uh, before you run, uh, event going on at UBE tomorrow night, and uh, folks that purchased a raffle ticket will be really looking forward to that a chance for them to be big winners tomorrow night yeah we uh have been promoting it for about a month or so but it sold out 200 raffle tickets were sold this is kind of the kick off the event for the uh, new scholarship for the voice jeff charles uh and we're doing a 50 50 raffle with the uh, ecu uh foundation the ecu advancement office chris dibba and his team and uh, don edwards a lot of good folks at ube we're going to have an event there tomorrow night. We're going to live stream the drawing, so uh, just be sure to tune into our Facebook page, and uh, you, you can check out to see who's going to win. We have two $5,000 winners, and uh, we've raised at least $10,000 so far with the 50-50 raffle for this new scholarship, and we've had a lot of other great donors that have stepped up and made donations to uh, the Jeff Charles Scholarship. Uh, there's still an opportunity if you want to donate $5 or $5 million, you can uh, go to the link, and uh, we'll put that back out on our social media soon, But or just call the ECU Foundation. But it's going to be a fun event tomorrow night uh, at UBE, a private event. If you bought a ticket, you're welcome to come on out, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Great way just to kind of celebrate the voice, uh, get a lot of people around, tell, tell some cool stories, and... Uh, you know, Brian Bailey's going to MC it, and he'll he'll draw the winner. So uh, we'll look forward to uh, hopefully making someone's uh, day a little bit better tomorrow, and also uh, making the lives of ECU students better because this new scholarship is going to be able to help broadcasting students uh, help pay for their school. But maybe the next voice of the Pirates, him or her, is out there, and uh, they'll get this scholarship in the coming years and uh, do great things with it. Speaking of voice of the Pirates, we are scheduled to chat with the interim uh, voice of the football Pirates, Jim Zoki, coming up Wednesday on our show. So looking forward to talking some uh, Pirates and Panthers with Jim on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Good guest. Uh, speaking of uh, also one other thing we didn't mention is uh, congratulations to the city of Greenville, the Little League Softball World Series. I uh, had a chance to go down there a couple times. Uh, hate the Pitt County team. Wasn't able to win the World Series uh, on Sunday, but uh, what, what a great event great coverage on abc uh just a fun time by the city of greenville kind of uh hey maybe becoming the williamsport for the uh, little league softball world series uh just a just one of the one of the special things that makes greenville great so uh hats off to anybody that had any of uh whatever you did to help participate in that uh certainly appreciate everybody's efforts as i was leaving tiebreaker saturday night the new york team was rolling in and thought about maybe doing a, a dumb and dumber x lax drop into some of their food or 
breaking the arm of a pitcher but i was like nah i probably shouldn't do that so uh yeah, so it's I, your fault now i mean it could be i, I could have had an outcome on that game but you know what i, I think they would have wanted to win it fair and square ellerby so I, I didn't i didn't do anything well they did they, they were the better team on sunday they, they had to play less games i mean the Pitt county team lost their first game battled all the way back knocked off the team that beat them so uh it, it was fun just uh hats off a great season and a, a great uh, event uh certainly uh fun to have that in greenville and it was uh, a scorcher out there yesterday mm. but man the fans showed up they were they were having a good time so uh good stuff for the city of greenville in eastern north carolina all right ellerby we'll uh, talk to you next week man sounds good i'll be here that is jonathan ellerby joining us inside the pirate radio studios we'll take a break come back wrap up hour number one still got a chat with brian bailey jason nichols a slew of audio and uh we'll want to hear from you as well as russ says can i come to your house and watch it clipper i don't know what he's talking about but that answer is no russ also says jamie do your sources still say alex flynn is starting I think Jamie's starting to back off on that a little bit. Has guaranteed, write it down, put it in the bank. Alex Flynn, the starter at Michigan. Jamie, are uh, you ready to officially walk that one back? There's a great comment from Donnie Kirkpatrick will play today in one of his cuts where he says, spring ball is an entirely different sport. I think that's uh, some some advice. Jamie, you should maybe, maybe take to heart for next time. Uh, Eric said, <laughs> Seabass and the fellas offered to pick up my check. They said, just put it on their tab. Nice dumb and dumber reference. Thank you, Eric. Take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Intern Dan's here. What's up, DB? More to go after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Wood Ducks baseball is back and single game tickets are now on sale. You can get yours today by calling the front office at 252-643-5305. You can visit them online at Wood Ducks baseball.com to check out schedules for games giveaways theme nights and post-game fireworks uh, fireworks i should say the wood ducks hope to see you out at historic granger stadium all season long go woodies now let's head back in to prl here's clip (laughs) you dummy Hey, Giggle Monsters, we got a show to do. So, Chandler oh, was doing his Jaquan McMillan. We're talking about Steve Ellis, and I said, and we're talking about sharks, and you went on and did the whole thing. You can yeah. do it real quick. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, a shark. A shark always goes forward, it never goes backwards. Coach, I got a new tank. Uh, can I put my shark in a catfish in the same tank? You cannot put a shark and a catfish in the same fish tank. It ain't going to happen. So I said, what if Coach Ellis has dropped that whole thing now that he's at Louisville and goes to a different animal? <laughs> and I was like, like we, we got to be silverbacks out there. 
talking about, of course, the silverback gorillas. Gorilla. And what did you say? Chad? I said, we got some whales out here. We got some whales. Silverback, Silver, silverback, silverback whales. whales. No, Chandler. Are you thinking of humpback whales, maybe? <laughs> humpback whale. The old silverback whales. We got oh. some marlins out here. Marlin. <laughs> Speaking of marlin, marlin gone. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve says, checking in from the surgical recovery room, fellas. Can I get a boom, boom, boom? Usually, boom, I would boom, not boom. grant a boom, 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 boom but Steve, boom, for boom, you. That's the last place I would want to hear boom, boom, boom. Well, we got to raise his uh, spirits, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, Let the spirits be raised. But like me personally, I would. That's the last thing I would want to hear in a surgically or a surgical recovery room. What's the first thing you want to hear? surgery was a success i want to hear people talking to me yeah we uh, are the champions I, I want to hear people talking to me that means i'm alive and well danny beal on a mic what's up db hey how are we hey db um got something baseball related in a moment but russ earlier asked if you could watch i guess you were referring to ecu michigan with me at my house and i said no i'm gonna do you one better first of all rude on whose part you you don't think inviting yourself over to somewhere is not rude? That is rude. I mean, but two wrongs don't make a right. So I apologize. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to do, Russ? I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to let you watch the game with me, with Chandler, with Jason Nichols, with Marcus Crandall, because we will be having a watch party for ECU Michigan. So while you're watching Peacock, if you don't have Peacock, uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook Live. We will be... Uh, having a live watch party for East Carolina, Michigan. So we're on with you all day on Saturday, September 2nd, 8 a.m., four hours before the game. We're with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. During the game, live watch party. We'll have prizes. We'll have a lot of fun. After the game, USA fifth quarter call-in show. It is a full day, wall-to-wall, pirate coverage, and a whole lot of fun right here from your friends. Ah. That's right. We're not just normal people. We're your friends. We're your best friends. We're probably your only friends. Your friends at Pirate Radio. Do you think these people have friends? I do. You know why? Because they have a friend in me. They do have a friend. And it's at least me. All right, James Taylor. (laughs) Shirley. Does this not fire you up? It does. I thought it was Toy Story. Randy Newman. Sure is. You got got a friend in me? Have you got God? You got a friend of me. <laughs> okay, Charlie, what was I saying? You said James, James Taylor. James Taylor, yeah. which is... Call my name. Yeah. And you know... Yeah. You got a friend. You've you got, got a friend. You've got a friend. I shouldn't have added in me. Right, yeah. because that's Randy that's Newman. Newman. James Taylor. Hello, right, fine. Newman. Fine, fine, fine. Randolph said, I'm at the gym getting it in, y'all. <laughs> okay. Good for you. And we're firing them up. Let it go. Excitement time. Randolph, what's your uh, what's your strength? What's your best? Uh, what's you your, can tell I don't go to the gym. I don't know how to your, work. What's your strength? strength? <laughs> what's your that? best? What is your uh, best category? What is your PR? Well, your you personal know. record. No, I don't. All right, Danny, you're in the, uh, what do you call that? Is your it was in the man's cycle. You're, you're in the gym. That's a Simpsons joke where Homer walks by the gym and he sees GYM and he says, Gaim? Gaim? And then he sees all the workout equipment and he goes, oh, a Gaim. So, Danny, you got your different stations, your different workouts. I'm trying to ask, like, what's your best 
Exercise? Exercise. Maybe that's the... <laughs> what are you maxing out at? Danny doesn't like this question. What is, all right. Hey, what's no, your favorite... I have no problem with the question. Just the way you worded it. Uh, here, to, here's why. I'm not a workout. This is all natural, folks. <laughs> I got all this natural. You can't just buy that. Which, you work for which day is your best day, Randolph? Is it leg day, that's arms, a, that's a good shoulders? Or like, what's your, what's your favorite lift? What about that? That is kind of where I was going. What is your favorite lift? What's your favorite lift? That's quote? an athletic question. Jerry says, oh, thanks, Pirate Radio. You've got a friend in Pennsylvania. That's me. All right. Jerry. The Keystone State. Man. Didn't know Jerry was watching and listening from Pennsylvania. Steve says something he doesn't want to hear in the surgical area. Uh, closing time. Closing time. <laughs> uh, Randolph says, best bench, 468. Oh, my God. No! Squat, 550. Yeah, you're lying. Oh! 550? DB says you're lying. I, I can Randolph. see the squat, but bench. No. Look, Randolph, I believe in you, buddy. I, I don't know, Randolph. You know what? Randolph's Jeff Charles is a re- Jeff Charles was a religious lifter, and I don't think he benched over 400 pounds. Something impressive I did see. This is a did you see? I mean, nobody else saw it but me. But technically, I did you see Parker Bird? I was working out with him last week. Guy can. Guy can move some weight on the bench. He's yeah. he's getting up to two plates and some change, three plates, and I'm like, Parker, awesome. I hear you, buddy. That's good stuff. Bless you, Shirley. Thank Speaking you. of baseball, Shirley said something that made me do a, a double take. What is the number on Zach Agnos saves this year that 20, you had? 23, yep, 23. as of it's, yesterday. It's a, it's a sign. It's a leading. That's a How leading about stat. that? Minor league leading. Now, is wow. that just in his division? Is that Justin? was he in Sigway? Or is that... Good question. That is a very good question. I don't know. They just said minor league leading. So it's a little less impressive if it's just in his. Because that's a huge flex. If it's if it's triple A, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Either way, for a guy to that didn't pitch that much here at East Carolina to lead the minors in saves is uh, it's awesome. That's great stuff. Uh, Boy, I saw some bad baseball over the weekend because I watched Braves Mets. And the Mets play like a team. Oh my! Like, like you, blind and deaf. You're quit a lot, like like basketball, football. You, I, I don't hear it a ton in baseball. Like, man, that team just quit. Mm-hmm. But they look like a team that has no interest being out there. Just everything they do. The Ozzy Albie scored on a bloop to the outfield. Pete Alonso cut a ball off, and Ozzy's like halfway to yeah. home. That was that play. There was an error that like he goes from first to third on the play. Like it's just they just play bad, bad baseball. I can't believe Buck hasn't hung it up yet. Both New York teams have kind of mailed it. Did you see the Yankees collapse yesterday? They had a four run lead going in the ninth inning and they lose. Lose to the Maryland. The Maryland. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Good weekend for Baltimore beating the Mariners. How about Cedric Mullins? Man. Robbed a home run and then the next inning hit a home run. O's win. They also won one nothing uh over Seattle on Felix Hernandez night on Saturday. Uh the Orioles stay on the West Coast. They got San Diego coming up tonight, late night on Pirate Radio. Club, did you watch Sunday night baseball last night? I uh, did not bit. watch the Braves. Okay. Well I, I have, I have a bone to pick with the City Field managers. Okay. They're turning into hockey. Every single chance they get, they are playing some sort of music. You know how, like, in between face-offs or if there's a penalty or an icing call, they'll play, like, a little 15-second snippet of a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every single time the catcher throws the ball back to the pitcher, they would play a song. Every they I heard boom, boom, boom 
17, 17 times last night. So maybe I'm, I'm thinking, because you just made my brain click to something. I think it was a preseason game. And I thought, why are they playing all that music? Like between plays, it's right insane. after the tackle, they're turning into the NBA now. And it drives me nuts because I'm like, I want to hear the crowd maybe once in a while, not flow right at every 15 seconds. Like it drives me nuts. That's a good observation, DB. And I think I heard the same. It might be coming to football too. Why? Like, it, there's no need. Like, basketball, I'm so used to it now, I don't even really question well, it. Yeah, because, I mean, you could be dribbling the ball at the floor and they're playing, like, an instrumental or something, but it's ruining the ambiance of the game. It's I annoying. Haven't, I haven't been to a Panthers game in a while, but, like, the Panthers, I remember, like, a few years ago, like, maybe on defense, there would be a tackle made, and there would be, like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. and then it would be, like, uh, so-and-so for five, four yards, totally uh, Shaq fine. Thompson on the tackle for the Panthers, but now they're playing, like, actual music. Like, I don't want that. Catcher threw the ball back to the pitcher. I think it was Colin McHugh who was pitching. He threw the ball back to the pitcher, and I'm lose yourself as playing over the speakers. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? Mom's like, spaghetti. Doing? Yeah. Um, speaking of music, I want more band this ECU football season. Give me the band. Give me more band. Give me the band. Give me band. Let me hear the band. Why are you looking like that? What is that? What is, what is, oh, you're talking about like the this, marching band. The marching oh, band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that as was, opposed to music. That was an inside joke. I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you for just a moment. Oh, I hope we hear the band during plays or between plays. Okay. I hope so. I do too. Uh, you asked earlier about uh, the uh, how many saves Zach Agnos had and whether or not wow. he led the league. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach is playing in the California League. He leads the league with 23 saves. The second place guy has nine. 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 Um, now, guys, move up and down. Those stats can be misleading, but tells me that Zach has been very consistent. Right. And I have just gone through, like, the Pacific Coast League. Uh, their leader has 15. Um, well, Danny's question was in, in all, all of levels. the minor league system. Like, triple A, double A, it's single still A. still incredible well, that he's leading it by, was that, 14 saves? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that they break it up into, like, the South Atlantic League, Midwest League, Northwest League. I'm just going through all the numbers just to, in the individual leagues just leagues. to see um, wh- who has the closest number. And right now, the closest number that I'm seeing is uh, 16. And uh, so, yeah, and that's the, that's the rookie leagues there. So, California League... Zach has 23. That is the highest number out of all the leagues that are listed um, in the uh, minor league uh, website as far as saves go. So I would have to say at this point, yes, Whether, that's yeah, the entire league. I, say, I feel like it's got to be close to, I mean, that's 23 saves. And I mean, how many, you got to think, how many, can you see how many opportunities he's had? Uh, as far as games games like save opportunities and saves converted but either way it's really impressive I'll I'll look that up in the break so the other night the um, wonderful team brought in a closer and I said oh they're bringing in their blank I said a baseball player's name who's your who would you who's your go-to like Zach Agnos is their blank or they're bringing in their blank what name would you say in terms of like saying like closer, a closer, yeah, a closer. Like who's the first person that comes to mind? I mean, recent, more recent, probably Edwin Diaz. Is that? But that's not who you would say, though, right? Rivera. Well, like you, Mariana. Yeah. Yeah. Like I went Trevor Hoffman, but now thinking about it, Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. You wouldn't say him though. I was just naming a closer. That, right. If I'm asking, who would you good. say? Mariano Rivera. All right. 
Yeah, it's uh, like, be. he's probably the most familiar out of all of them. I want to play that game. Like, oh man, this little league team, this running back's running all over everybody. He is there. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Okay, I mean, yeah, you could say because I mean, I feel like Enter Sandman. It's be like, oh god, Enter Sandman, and you could be talking about anyone. It's just kind of like a traditional thing. So they have a dominant running back, Chandler. This kid is there, blank. Adrian Peterson's the first one that comes to my mind. That's a good one. Yeah. When was, it comes to save opportunities, Zach had 25. Yeah, 23 that's, that's or 25. Good that's, good that's solid. Yep. If he's running around all everybody, I might go Barry Sanders. If he's running over people, maybe Peterson. Maybe like a nice juke with Sean McCoy. If it's all just speed, Chris Johnson. Chandler's still thinking. I mean, Adrian Peterson. That would be your answer? Yeah. All right. Man, check out this guy. He does not miss a three. He is there. Steph Curry. I know, that's too easy. Reggie Miller. Here's Reggie. Reggie. All right, let's take a break. When we return, our blank will join us. Brian Bailey. How does who, who's our who's Brian Bailey comparable to? Like he, I mean, legend. Schefter. Walter Cronkite. Adam Schefter. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. <laughs> our Walter Cronkite will join us. Oh, Brian God. Bailey when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Coming up on Tuesday's show, we got our normal Murderer's Row lineup with Mac McCarthy, the Mully Man. And Bryce Williams will also talk to Justin Bear from ECU Marketing. He'll join us in the Pirate Radio Studios Wednesday. What's that bear doing? Got a help the bear. Help the bear. We got our crew of regs, including Ken Watlington, P. Mace, and also Jim Zoki set to join us coming up Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. Right now, we will talk to our Monday regular, BB, Brian Bailey, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Bailey, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How's everything? Doing good. It's a doubleheader Monday for brian i guess a triple header if you want to include the encore of the brian bailey show he does it every monday at noon here on pirate radio re-airs at six o'clock and i uh, taught a lot of high school football today bailey with the guys getting underway with real games coming up this friday yeah man it's hard to believe it's already here but friday night we start for real and uh, you can tell from just the tone of the coaches voices that they are they're really fired up and ready to go and uh it, it's 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 crazy that it's so hot right now and somehow they're gonna have to play games on friday night but it's here bailey i heard in your conversations today you talking about really the parody and the the beast that is the big carolina 3a 4a how about instead of best teams like are there any players that come to your mind or you're thinking of right now that could uh, have a lot of highlights on touchdown friday this year any players in particular you're looking forward to seeing 
Well, one of the one of the ones that we're really looking forward to. Rose High has a quarterback that transferred from Riverside, and he's really Jason Shepard, just just an outstanding player last year, and he's expected to to really you know as a sophomore. He, he's so young, but he's very very good. Uh, looking forward to watching him play. Uh, Jacksonville, as Bo Williams was saying, they got a couple of six four wide receivers that are being looked at by a lot of colleges. So. Looking forward to seeing those guys run around. Havelock's always loaded, and they're they're you know bouncing at it. And Newburn, I think, has a little chip on their shoulder now because they were picked fourth in their own league after going undefeated and winning the state championship last year. So uh, they've got a new coach with Tory now moving on. But uh, I, I think I think it's just you know once we get started and we'll learn some more names and that kind of thing. But it's going to be it's going to be big. Saw Paul Cornwell, head coach at Aiden Grifton, once again uh, post a picture. Uh, really cool looking uh, helmet. It's uh, that Aiden Grifton green with the gold uh, lightning bolt down the side. He said, bringing back the bolt. Uh, so they'll look good on the field on Friday. Do you know, uh, was there a media poll put out with those teams meeting today, Bailey, in that conference? Which one? The, the ones with Aiden Grifton? Oh, Aiden Grifton? Uh, let's see, Aiden Grifton, yeah, in the EPC, I, I know that that was, um, I was gone that day, but they did have the media poll, and Wes Craven was picked to win okay. the EPC, so, uh, and, and they've won it, I think they've won two years in a row, and they're, they're expected to win their third, but uh, as we were talking about with some of the coaches out there, that you know, Wes Craven has a has a really good program, but they have to play Havelock, and have to play Newburn in the non-conference, and that kind of knocks them back a little bit, and then they're able to bounce back and play well in the conference. And they have the last couple of years. Bailey, uh, one scrimmage in the book for ECU football. And from what I was able to see on Saturday, a lot of uh, a lot of smothering defense for the Pirates, a lot of turnovers forced. And uh, there were some big plays on ECU's uh, side of the ball. Uh, before I got out there, Brock Spalding with a catch-and-run touchdown. And I was able to see Josiah Hatfield make a catch, make a move one-on-one, and scoot down the sidelines. We also, Chandler, you brought up Javius Bond after the scrimmage. The young freshman running back made a couple of defenders look silly on a touchdown run. So there were some offensive highlights, but from what I saw, saw with my own two eyes bailey i saw uh, a lot of good defense from blake harrell's guys on saturday and that's one of the things i was going to ask coach houston today and, and i it, it slipped past me but i was going to ask him i mean and, and i think it's i think i know the answer and normally i think the defense is ahead of the offense i think we saw that in the last couple of years as good as holt nailers was you know we saw that, that the defense you know made them made them look bad at times and i think maybe there was a little bit of that going on uh, I don't think you know the offense is as crisp as they want it to be right now, but uh, they understand they've still got some time. It seems like to me, though, just about every summer, I go to one of those scrimmages and I walk away thinking, I'm not sure how good they are on offense. And then by the time the season starts, the offense is cranking it up and everything's good. But I, I just think that this time of the year, it's hard for offenses to really, really mess. I think it's, it, it may be just harder for offenses uh, to come together than it is for defenses. Brian Bailey joining us, East Carolina and Michigan, going at it to open up the season. Mike Houston will be on the sidelines. And it appears Jim Harbaugh will be there as well, Bailey. Came out over the weekend that Harbaugh's uh, potential four-game suspension um, will not be, I guess, taken this year. And he will coach every game, it appears, um, this season. And they will go back to the table, I guess, uh, in the off season. But either anyway, uh, Jim Harbaugh is expected to miss some games this year. Looks like he'll be there for the East Carolina game now. 
Yeah, and and Michigan came out at number two this uh, yeah. in the first AP top twenty-five. It came out today, which I think they were number two in the coaches' poll as well. But yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of kind of an idea. They're going to wait, let them coach the whole time this year, and then reevaluate re- it. So I wonder what's going to change over the next uh, three hundred sixty-five days. But uh, that's just that's just another weird thing the NCAA does. Brian Bailey joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line, as we look forward to some football. Saw uh, that Zach Martin gets a new deal. He was holding out the uh, All-Pro Center from the Cowboys. So that's a uh, positive sign to get your center in there, BB. All-Pro guard. Guard, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I know you didn't know any Cowboy information, but I forgive you because if he were were a a Commodore, you'd own it. (laughs) Yeah, get on me about it. Go ahead. They still got Larry Allen playing on the offensive line? Nate Newton? Nate Newton, man, what a great player he was. But, yeah, and that's good news for the Cowboys because they're going to need him in there. Now, I think that was the, the plan all along. I think everybody kind of knew it was going to get restructured. But to, to get everybody to the to the restructuring board, you have to do what you have to do as far as sitting out. But uh, over the weekend, how'd your commanders do? Well, you're changing the subject. They did just fine, Bailey. They look good. Hey. Didn't we lost? Cowboys lost. I'm, I'm not shocked. Not shocked at all. Well, have you ever good. seen the uh, roast of Emmett Smith, uh, Jeff Ross? Have you seen that video, Bailey? It's old. I got to send you that. Uh, Jeff Ross said Nate Newton wanted to be here, but he got uh, arrested stuffing all his weed in the overhead compartment in the plane. And he said Troy Aitman wanted to be here, but he got a concussion opening up the envelope. And uh, it's it's really funny. I'm gonna send it to you. When's the funny stuff? Those two aren't that funny. It starts after those two. Oh, okay. Well, why are you? Are you in a mood today? I am in a. I feel like I'm talking to Mully over here. I'm in a mood today. Well, um, no. To really answer your question, I'm starting to get a little more confident on Washington. I think Sam Howe can be average uh, at his floor and. I really do think our defense is going to keep us in a lot of games, Bailey. So I'm I'm starting to get a little more optimistic about this season. And they've had good years where that happens. You know, I I can't remember which year it was. It's the last two or three. But that one year, it's like I don't think they're very good. But every game they were in it, and they would win it close because the defense played so well. So. And that's Ron Rivera style football. So it is that. Yeah. Did you watch any uh, any hard knocks last week with the Jets? No, I, I had it on my list to do, and I just I just didn't do it. I, I didn't get a chance. You know, I had I did watch uh, Holton play the fourth quarter the other night. That was fun to watch. I saw Keaton's touchdown. That was cool to watch. Uh, just trying to keep up with all those guys. I was going to ask you, Bailey, uh, and, and we saw Isaiah Winstead had a couple catches, Ryan Jones one catch. What pirate that was on last year's team, you know, I guess have put the best foot forward to make the team over the weekend. Was it Holden's performance? Was it Keaton? Uh, who do you think like has the best chance now after what we saw after one week of preseason? Well, I think I think it's it's either Holton or Keaton. I think maybe Holton has the advantage because they don't have another quarterback in there. Yeah, and I think he'll make it as the three. I don't think he'll make it as the two, uh, but I do think he'll make it as the three, which is is really good for him, and he can hang around and you know be available. And, and the, the, you know, the rules have changed where he would be able to play on a Sunday if, if certain things happen. But Keaton, you know, everything you read out of the Ravens camp is they really like him a lot. 
And as I was watching one of the preseason games, I forget which one it was, but the announcers were saying, you know, these players aren't just playing for, you know, for their own, the coaches that are here and, and, and the, you know, the general managers that are here, that they're on, on that team. They're playing for all, all the teams because if they get cut, they want to get picked up by somebody. And so, and, 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 they're, and they're right. I mean, that's basically what you're out there doing. Brian Bailey joining us on the uh, Pirate Radio Live line. And, Bailey, I feel like I'm, at this point, most teams have four quarterbacks. Like, uh, for them to only have three, they still could bring a guy in. But really says uh, a lot, I think, what they think about Holden. Obviously, they like Geno and the career year he had last year. They probably are still holding out hope that Drew Locke could be something in this league. But I feel like most teams have more than three, right? Yeah, most of them do, I would think. Yeah. Because you, you're trying to get you know competition and everything. But so far, it seems like I really thought Seattle would bring somebody else in in the offseason. And then that didn't happen, and it hadn't happened so far in the preseason. It, it'll be interesting to see how much uh, Holton gets to play in game two, which is against the Cowboys on Saturday night. BB, Brian Bailey joining us. Uh, Cubs in the race still, Bailey? Yes, they are. Very much so. They took two out of three from Toronto. They've won seven of their last eight series. They did lose the series to the Mets uh, this past week. But they're playing pretty good baseball for, for what they've got. And they've got a chance. I think they're they were two and a half out of the central yesterday. They may be three and a half now. Three and a half. It's three and a half, yeah. Because so, they dropped that game to Toronto. And Danny, uh, I got to be honest. I did not know Justin Steele until you talked about him like three weeks ago. I think kind of. I don't think he's lost the game. Guy's an ace. He is. Uh, he's the real deal. Him and Stroman were a hell of a duo early in the year, and too bad Stroman's hurt right now. But it, it steals the real deal. Yeah, and I've seen him on an interview. He's an old uh, Southern boy. Sure is. Isn't that right, Bailey? <laughs> well, yeah. It may come down to, to Stroman coming back and how healthy he is when he comes back. If they can, because he was really good early, and then he kind of right yep. before the All Star break, I think he started going downhill. BB, thanks for joining us. Uh, if folks missed it, got a great high school preview coming up at 6 o'clock on the Brian Bailey Show where you talk to a lot of head coaches in the area and uh, fun to to talk some high school football and looking forward to Touchdown Friday coming up on Friday night. Coming up on Friday. How was that spaghetti, by the way? <laughs> so, first of all, it was beef and broccoli and i used spaghetti noodles because i didn't have like any soba noodles but uh that what it was it was awesome i came back from the press conference i was hungry i'm trying to produce bailey's show and give him focus like i said i would and uh while he was on the phone let me tell you what you were focused on you were focused on those noodles I got his guest on the phone. I got it back into the show. I got everything right. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to enjoy a little lunch here while he's having a chat. I turned around to check on something. All I saw was noodles. I couldn't tell if they were going into the bowl or out of the bowl. I'm, like, I'm not sure what's going on up in there. Leave me alone in my, my noodles, Bailey. <laughs> that was good stuff. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Take it easy. There he is, BB, Brian Bailey. He's going to move. What's... Oh, that is, it was funny today, though, the Brian Bailey show, if you missed it, coming up at 6 o'clock right here on Pirate Radio. But I remember him turning around randomly as he was talking to Chris Cherry. And stopped his and interview. And stopped his interview and said, Clip Rock's over here uh, stuffing his face with spaghetti. I mean, just let the man eat. It's almost middle school. <laughs> let him eat. It's like he has a crush on you. It's like, you know how like in middle school and elementary school when like boys make fun of girls because they have a crush on him? Maybe he has a crush on you. <laughs> That's weird, but okay. Thank you, Danny, for chiming in. Uh, Let's take a break. When we return, the Fleet Feet Rundown 
Well, I have that for you on Pirate Radio Live and more back with you after these words. In the day, in the night, say old, say Put your hands up! You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation. And GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is uh, Cliff Brock. I got it. Uh, I mean, that came out of nowhere. I turn his mic on, and all of a sudden, well, I hear from this girl. I, ch- I changed you. You're teasing okay. me. I know that I'm on. This karaoke and hour. And I got what you need. But he's you as boy. You think we were at the buck all of a sudden. You would want, one would think that. Man, I love that song. I got the YouTube right in time to see you dancing in the background right before I can switch Don't back. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. How do you do all the words to this? This was a great song. It still is a good song. In 2000 and... Eight? Yeah, yeah. It was like late two thousands. Yeah. I don't mean no harm. I could see you with my t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's okay. It's this, is for, right. this is Furtado, isn't it? Who is yes, the? Yes, Nelly Furtado. I was gonna ask. Who's the female? Nelly. What's the I'm other one like you were playing earlier that I? Is that her? Yeah, that's Nelly Furtado. What's the other one you were playing today that I like? Oh. You don't mean nothing at all to me. It's called, I believe, <laughs> Say It Right. I Who think is it's that? Nelly Furtado. Man, I like Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado did several collaborations with Timbaland. Furtado Furtado. Timbaland. Timba. Timba uh, also did uh, collaborations in the late 90s with Magoo. You know, my favorite. It's kind of a three, Magoo. you know, three, what is it? Headed uh, Monster? No, I was thinking of what is yeah. it? The six degrees of separation. My favorite Timbaland collabo partner is Missy Elliott. Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Super duper fly. All right. Uh, I mentioned Molly's coming on tomorrow. Eric said, Is Molly going to wash that potty mouth out before he shows up? <laughs> he then says, I have some family in Maryland who just adore Cal Ripken, but apparently not as much as Molly. Eric, we're not going to talk about that. That's not funny. Uh, Eric did say, I remember. Was that supposed to be funny? Monique did not like Jeff Ross's joke during that one. Eric's seen it. You're right. Everybody go watch that. It's really funny. Jeff uh, Ross is, is the king of roasting folks. The roast master. He is. Jeff Ross. Uh, don't ask Molly if he and Cal shared speech. Guys, we're, we're, no more Molly and Cal. It's okay? probably better to get it out now so this isn't the topic <laughs> of conversation tomorrow when he's sitting right in that chair. Good point, DB. Get it out now. Bring it Just on bring now. Bring it on. He doesn't watch highlights. There's no way. Molly asked Cal to recreate the lady in the tramp scene. <laughs> Guys! <laughs> oh, that's funny. On. That's funny. Is that supposed to be funny? Let's get to our Fleet Feet rundown. It's shrimply delicious. If I know one thing about Molly, he likes comfortable shoes that are made for him, and he can find those at Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet, right there at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. They got the 3D foot scanner that'll measure your arch height, width, and more. It is uh, phenomenal. 
they will find you the perfect shoe to form on your foot the shoe is like an extension of your foot it's not even a shoe it's just like an outer shell of a foot that's on your foot at fleet feet scientific they run for you all right uh tegan wilk shane calhoun were the two players we were able to talk to after the scrimmage on saturday and want to play that for you right now shirley can we hit ecu safety tegan wilk first first scrimmage what do you think um good on both sides uh obviously you have big plays here there um i think the defense really really uh stayed strong uh throughout the, like the middle the middle areas of the game but uh we were pretty bad in the red zone today um but our offense handled everything well uh tempo was good um our running backs ran hard receivers were catching balls um uh, so overall i think it was a pretty good day what about your pick six tell us about what happened on that one yeah i mean it was just reading the quarterback's eyes uh I had had a lot of help from uh, Jordan Huff on the outside. Uh, he's actually re- really re- the reason I made that play. But, um, yeah, took it off and has blocks, took it to the crib. <laughs> Coach Harrell always talks about creating chaos and creating turnovers. And what have you seen from a lot of the new guys stepping up in their roles on defense about continuing that? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Um, you got to think Coach Harrell's, Harrell's guys were like are the seniors now. Uh, we were all Coach Harrell's guys coming in, um, so we just pushed that mindset to the young guys, and I think they really took that to heart. Um, and I think they play uh, how our ones and twos uh, really play, and fast, physical, energetic. Uh, if one person makes a play, we all make a play. Um, I think you saw that today from the sideline and everybody else's reactions to some big plays. Who are the guys behind you? Julius, you're excited about young guys. Yeah, uh, behind me right now is Devin King, Omar Rogers, um, and Josh Benton. Uh, we brought in a new safety pinball. Uh, I mean, they're they're all going to develop good. Uh, is right now it's just who can make the calls and who can get lined up because everybody everybody that is behind me and behind Julius are are playmakers right now. Um, I think the communication is going great with me, Julius, and every other safety that uh, that's in there. I know Devin is ready to step up for that bigger role. Um, I know Omar coming from Elon. He was an All-American at Elon, so you already know he's his mindset is there, um, especially for the first game at Michigan to put on a show. You guys play with a lot of intensity today. What do you think you can credit for that? Everyone. There's not one person, like I said before, that those young guys took took what we said and took the energy um, and really brought that to, to heart. And I don't know if you even know if you've seen all my pick, but there were like five guys down here running down. And I this was long practice, y'all, two hours. So everybody was tired, but you still got five people in the end zone at least uh, coming cheer for you. And I, I, I got to give a shout out to Pinball because every time that I make a play, I always see him there. But it, it, it's the young guys, man. They, they, they took that in. They brought that to heart. And super energetic. Huge. All right, there is Tegan Wilk answering a question from Joey. Joey, I'm talking about intensity. Uh, right after that, I pulled him to the side. I said, who the <laughs> hell do you think you are? Who gave you permission to ask a question? <laughs> Listen, son. Send no Mickey Mouse operation we're running here. And then I think he cursed at me in Spanish and walked away. Uh, no, good question by Joe. That was a great, and got, I think the best answer. Yeah, good job uh, by him and the crew, the big dog, Jenny, myself, and the man of change. Puedes pintar este violeta. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that's amazing. That. I love that. I, I want to play the clip, uh, the text you sent me the other night. Of him, uh, I don't think there's any bad words on it or anything, right? Uh, if there is, I don't know. It was Joey. We were saying last week, what if we just went Spanish announcer and our football games sounded like soccer games? And Joey did a play-by-play call 
of uh, of him calling the action. Can we <laughs> can we play it? Puedes pintar este violeta. Los piratas están en motion. Ahí está la pistola. Dos a la izquierda, una a la derecha. Empieza Messi García. El busca, el busca. Se ve Brock Spalding. El corre, el corre, el corre. En la 30, el 25, el 15, el 10, el 5. Touchdown. Brock Spalding, touchdown. Los piratas. Puedes pintar este violeta. Piratas. Uh, is that pirate? Piata? Piratas. Piratas. It's funny that after he said, because you have to take a little bit of Spanish to get as far as you do in communications, who's going, run, 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 35, 35 30, 25, 20. Mm-hmm. So, so you were able to pick up. Is uh, that bit, what you're saying? Yeah. 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 I run, like the run, run. block spoding. <laughs> That's the first receiver I thought of. I said, good. I like it. And then after the game, Shirley, we all know the famous phrase. What's he going to say? Oh, hold on. Oh, I thought you had it. Well, I Puedes pintar este violeta. Love that. What is that? You can paint, you this, can in paint this one purple. That's beautiful. It is, is that that is cool? a beautiful thing. Puedes right pintar there. este violeta. <laughs> that needs to be the closing <laughs> on the fifth quarter show. It is so clean, man. It is so clean. All right. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Want to hear from Shane Calhoun. By the way, if y'all saw the pictures from this weekend, and Tegan Wilk actually referred to it as one. These guys are wearing these sports bra things. What are those, Danny? Do you wear those as a baseball player? No, but I remember when Gavin first got up and he had to put one of those things on. And the soccer team wears it too. They, um, it's a thing that tracks your heartbeat. It's like a whoop, but kind of you know what a whoop is? Like a whoop band. It's kind of more extravagant. Just I'm gonna shake my head like that. There it is. Whoop. Uh. A whoop band is like it's. I have it. It's like a something you wear on your wrist. It tracks your heartbeat, your sleep your hydration all that stuff and it's the same kind of thing it's just more expensive and it's more you can get it in bulk for teams that do hardcore conditioning stuff like that we were uh clipping on mike to everybody and he said here just clip it to my sports bra i thought it was pretty funny uh eric says playing fifa with spanish commentary is way better i agree eric. it just adds Good a little flavor there. and no doubt no doubt i'm with you there all right uh we got tegan wilkes perspective let's hear from shane calhoun first scrimmage done what are your thoughts uh, I think we need to clean up a little bit, you know, offensively. I think we started off fine. Uh, had some good, you know, opportunities running the football, but, you know, as the game went on, it kind of got a little sloppy, you know. We got to look at ourselves in the mirror and clean some things up. As a guy that's been around this program for a while, what do you say to your teammates about cleaning it up and about making that progress? You know, as an older guy in this program, I think, you know, it's my job to uphold the standard. And, you know, if I keep going hard and doing things the right way, I think the young guys will follow my lead. So I just say, you know, keep your head down, keep working hard, and things will work itself out. What do you say to some of those young guys who really felt the heat today and you guys went through a long, full scrimmage? You know, it's a grind. You know, every day is a grind out here, especially when it's hot, you know, sunny, be good weather today. So, you know, I just say to them, keep doing your thing, you know, stay grounded and, you know, things will come your way eventually. How have you seen Mason grow uh, throughout his years and throughout this small camp so far? Uh, Mason's been playing really well. You know, we have two good quarterbacks and Mason Flynn. Uh, Mason's shown he can be the guy this year and, you know, he keeps growing every day as fall camp goes on. Holton's uh, touchdown. What do you think of that? I did. It was pretty cool. You know, it's good seeing Holton on the big screen. You know, he deserves everything that's came to him. You know, he's worked hard for it. Of course, the next few weeks, what are some of the things that you want to work on, especially with this offense, to try and make it a more cohesive unit? Um, me personally, you know, I want to be more of a leader. You know, on days like this when it's hot, people, you know, are falling down. I want to be more vocal and, you know, just pick up the team, pick up the offense, keep you guys going like that. Um, 
me personally, I want to work on, you know, just little things, keeping everything tight, you know, my fundamentals and things will work out. All right, there is Shane Calhoun. I mentioned, and you'll hear Donnie talk about it, that uh, I mentioned it to Donnie that Shane Calhoun sounded like a, a coach when he talked to us on uh, what was Saturday and was not happy uh, with the offense's performance. But uh, Donnie said, I'm very you know proud of him, the way, uh, the way he did speak, because uh, you can tell he's a veteran, been around, and uh, wants to, to get this thing looking good when they head to Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes that were made on Saturday, but there was a lot of great things that we did not see as a media uh, at the first part of practice. But a lot of the things that I believe that you know were messed up can easily be fixed. And I think uh, it's kind of like what Bra- Bailey said. It seems like the defense is maybe kind of ahead of the offense every uh, the past couple of springs. And, and once the season gets here, the offense looks just fine. So, I mean, of course you're going to have some kinks and stuff when you're trying to replace a guy like Keaton Mitchell and uh, C.J. Johnson. And, and a Holt Nailers, but uh, yeah, I mean, they're not happy with what happened on Saturday, but they're going to try to do everything they can to fix it this week and go back out there on Saturday. A lot more ECU audio to get to in hour number three with former Pirate wide receiver Jason Nichols. Uh, DB, did you see the AP uh, top five? Curious, but yes, I, I don't know why. Curious? Al- what are you curious about? How Alabama fans are going to react to being four, not three. Well, there is a lot of, and we'll talk to one this week, our buddy Wager McGee is going to make his return. Wager's back! Uh, Said Bama's going to lose three games this year. I'd be curious to see who he thinks those three games are to. We will ask coming up. Um, But there's a lot of people out there saying that uh, the Bama downfall, like we're, we're in it right now. It's happening. It's the Danny same, shakes his head. It's the same, kind of like we were seeing the pa- Patriots downfall. It's the same thing. It's it's the oh Max Kellerman and Brady's gone off a cliff. Bill's never going to win. Another. It's the same thing, and it's Nick Saban. I fell for that trap like every, eight times. Everybody does. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Saban's going to win. The tide are going to roll. As much as I hate to say it, it's just going to happen. It's inevitable. Uh, Chandler, did you see the top five? I was just going to see if you can name them because it's who you, exactly who you think it's going to be. I'm shocked by five. Uh, you are shocked that LSU is fifth ahead of who? Who would you put fifth? Florida State USC, one spot. I'm very shocked at Florida State as well. Can USC tackle somebody when it matters? Probably not. I I'm, Every time I think of them now, I think of that disgusting Pac-12 championship game where they just olayed everybody and allowed them. Was it Utah? To just <laughs> yeah. run into the end zone. It was yep. the grossest I, display of defense I've ever seen. My, my question is, is... Is Clemson going to get back to being? It's on Klubnik, and it's on Garrett Riley. I mean, because like the last few years, Clemson's been a top five program. I remember seeing that game against Georgia in Charlotte in the, uh, I believe the Duke's Mayo kickoff game. I think it was DJ. It was first awful. Start. It was DJ yeah. Ugalele's first start, yep. and I remember thinking to myself, "All right, well, Georgia's defense is probably one of the best defenses we've and seen in college football." DJ's in years. first game. DJ's first game, but we continue to see the consistency in being inconsistent with DJ Ugalele, and I just and I hate it that we've seen that the past couple of years. Now he's off to Oregon State. Now Klubnik is their guy. So can they stay? Can they, you know, can they cause some harm in the top ten there? But they got Florida State at home, right? I mean, that's going to be the big one, and they do have Florida State in the AP poll, ranked one spot ahead of Clemson. The same thing in the coaches poll as well in fact those polls are identical top nine 
They don't uh, change until you get to the number 10 team. Uh, Tulane is given the great year last year. We're going to throw you a bone and barely put you in the top 25. They get the number 24 spot. Uh, great respect to UTSA, who gets 64 votes, which puts Just a ton them... ton of respect for Cam. ton of respect for them, uh, putting them basically at 29th in the country. Uh, that is it for American teams. Of note, James Madison gets one vote, as does NC State. Coastal Carolina getting three votes. Uh, USA! USA! And South Bama-Lama getting one vote as well. There are three teams that I'm very curious as to the way that... Washington at 10? Danny's three teams. Go ahead. Washington at 10. What's wrong with that? Why? Like what? It Why it, not? Why? 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 And maybe there's something that I'm missing that I don't know about that they've. Their quarterback sort of is Penix. 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 Lefty. I understand that. Next gripe. Tennessee is at 12. I think. Can they, they stop anybody? I think that is also true, but I think they need to be higher. Ooh. Ooh. I think they need to be in the top 10. Okay. You have a guy. They that, are number 10 in the coaches' poll. You have a guy that won the Orange Bowl coming. Here's back. a guy. Now you're talking about a guy. And my last is Oregon State. Why the beefs? Why, just because of DJ? Is that it? Is that is that your because he because that was, would not be a good he reason. He was so good at Clemson. <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't understand why eighteen is. I mean, you you're putting them ahead of Wisconsin. You're putting them ahead of Ole Miss, who's in the SEC with the new quarterback Dart, North Carolina and Drake May, Tulane Green Wave. Ever heard of them? Like I, I don't know. I just feel like they're a little high. And, I, and we're splitting hairs for this early in the season with AP polls like this. So who is Oregon State's head coach? Couldn't tell you. Uh, and I say poor Oregon State. They're not poor. They're fine. But it is interesting. They are picked as high as they are coming off a season in which they played so well. Jonathan Smith. And they are uh, without a conference for yeah, next odd. year. Yeah, just quite odd. I don't know. They have the most basic named uh, head coach, Jonathan Smith. BYU. Anybody get that reference? John Smith. Stan Smith in the in the show. You you don't get that reference? BYU. Keen Peel. East West Bowl, uh, East West Bowl, Dan Smith, BYU. Okay, but yeah, isn't uh, John Smith have something to do with the Mormons, Shirley? Uh, Damn. I do not know. All right. I get your reference. I thought I had another one. Who's there, this? There's an Edelman-looking re- receiver that certainly played at BYU that was named John Smith. John Smith, nephew of Joseph Smith. Maybe that's the name I was looking for. That narrows it down. Fifth presiding patriarch of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Sure. Uh, John Moody on Facebook says, "Was ECU ranked in the preseason top twenty-five in nineteen ninety-two? They may have not even done preseason preseason rankings back then, but you would think that the Pirates would have been in a preseason poll at least, uh, finishing ninth in the country at the surely, end of nineteen ninety-one. Surely there was an AP poll back then that would have." Let's see if I this can. This is actually, college football news. Can I actually pull this up? I don't think this is going to work. You got the Phil Steele book from back then? Uh, we do not. <laughs> young, young Philly. Uh, 1992, you got the U. I don't think this is going to give it to us. Okay. Okay. What we got here? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, this is 99. 35, 30. 92. 25, 20. 15? Did I just see you? 10. 1992 coaches poll. Five. Preseason. At the No East Carolina. Not in there. And stuffed at the goal line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't see it here, John Boy. Good question. 
I mean, great respect. Great to you. respect to you for thinking about that. But no respect to ECU if what I'm looking at is true here. No respect. Just ton of respect. Ton of respect. All right. Um, Robert says Paul Feinbaum said LSU will lose two games in the same month. Alabama will start running the ball more. I did see a graphic with Alabama's potential starters, and I should have read that graphic a little better. I don't know if it was like games played or starts, but. I think it was like maybe three combined games played between the quarterbacks they have. I know it doesn't really matter, Danny. They'll still be amazing as usual, which is so frustrating to say, but it's a dynasty that is never going to end. Jack says, DB, you're saying Ole Miss with Jackson Dart with an X is going to be good. Bold take. I think they'll make a bowl game. I think they'll not win, but certainly compete probably second or third in the SEC in their division. I mean, it's the problem is the SEC is just so loaded every single year, and there's so many. I feel like they just recycled the coaches through each other. That I think Dart's good. I don't know why he wouldn't be. Uh, Jerry says there was AP and UPI polls. We were unranked in both polls. And by the way, Jerry, I got a bad UPI that I got to get checked out. <laughs> Eric said, "Didn't BYU give away free ice cream to the ECU fans after the game?" I believe Morgan said that on the show. It was during the game they were uh, handing out ice cream. That's pretty cool. He said, great respect to free ice cream. Nice, folks. Just a ton of respect. Just a ton of respect to free ice cream. Guess what I had last night? Guess what kind of ice cream I had last night? Is it a flavor or a destination? Uh, it, well, the destination was Walmart Supermarket. Okay, so it's a flavor. Okay. Um, and it's not even really a flavor. It's something. It's like another brand inside of an ice cream. Hagen. No, it's not a brand. Uh. It's, it's like... I, I will probably just tell you because I don't know if I'm describing it's it very well. It's a brand inside the ice cream. It's a... Like a, a, like a Butterfinger something. Like a, like a Hershey. Yeah, like a Hershey. Yeah, okay. Like a, okay. Now we're cooking. Uh, like, now a, we're cooking. like a Heath Bar ice cream? I think uh, even a little more outside the box. Oh, uh, maybe Zero Ruth. Bar. Or, uh, it's not a candy Little bar. Debbie. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we're getting we're somewhere. Getting. What kind of little Debbie? Do you have Twinkie ice cream? Oh, you're all over it. Did you have Twinkie ice cream last night? No. Oatmeal cream pie. No. Christmas tree. You're close. Um, what was in it? Ho-ho's. Uh, close. Oh, you're so close. Twinkies. Close. Uh, Christmas uh, tree. Christmas tree. You are all over it. I think Christmas tree is the closest. What kind, Shirley? Um, Specific. Chocolate? The chocolate one? No. I'm curious. To, I'm curious to think as to why you wanted to have this Christmas ice cream in the first place. Christmas tree, little Debbie cakes. Oh no, no, no! It's it the hostess snack shake. No, All right. that's not it. I'm gonna tell you. I had zebra cake. Zebra ice cream. zebra cake. Help the bear. Help the zebra. <laughs> it was good. I went. I was like, I'm gonna run to the Dollar Tree. Give me. I wanted some ice cream. It was hot. You know what I'm saying? And their whole damn frozen. Their freezer was broke none in the whole store i was the same Man. way last night i'm watching sunday night baseball i'm like god i need some ice cream but i was mature went and stepped on the scale before <laughs> saw my weight and said probably not tonight shut up maybe tomorrow and don't just shut up just leave <laughs> get out of the building the door <laughs> go see ya out of here um, see what you do is is you buy ice cream and then you stick it in the freezer so when you need it it's there and you don't ever have to leave the house i literally went and looked and i was like oh, you look so actually i'm gonna i'm gonna be mature i went and looked and i said no you know what you know what you need to do danny just take the scale and throw it out the door yeah it's probably better that way isn't it? <laughs> dude it would be hilarious if you showed up 
the start of the season next year and we're just fat like, 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 like CC like, fat like James, yeah. like James Harden could you imagine I come back <laughs> like from Christmas Vogelbach. I come back from Christmas and I've just got the biggest belly <laughs> Coach Godwin's like, what did you do? You're at the baseball, you're at the baseball banquet, and they're like not giving you food. They're like, yeah, you cannot eat. You've gained sixty pounds in the offseason. We need a fat pitcher. They're gonna be like, what happened, dude? Who's the team? LSU's got a bunch of fatties. And Riley good. Cooper was the that guy. That body was built by ice cream and bush beer. <laughs> yeah, I bet he went out and got him some ice cream last night. He did. He's already got a little taco meat on my chest. Oh, man, y'all got me wanting some ice cream. They had oatmeal pie ice cream. They had ho ho ice cream. What brand? I'm a Ben and Jerry's guy. It's uh, whatever. I guess it's that. What's it's your favorite brand? American Americone Dream. That's not bad. I like to. I'm a Tonight Dough guy. Oh, I like that Tonight one. Tonight Dough's delicious. I like that one too. Tonight Dough. I, you know. Shout out Jimmy Fallon. Or like maybe brownie batter. I'm a mint chocolate chip girl. So it's little Debbie ice See, cream. That's so funny that you say that. Honey that bun. Gets a lot of hate. Birthday what, cake. Mint chocolate chip? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. People say it's like toothpaste. I'm like, shut up. It's good. Uh-uh. It just depends on who, which brand you get because the, there are certain brands that it's just not as good. And then there are other brands that it tastes Delightful. just right. Let's take a break. When we return. Kenny guessed uh, Swiss roll. Close, He's Kenny. A Swiss roll! Oh, shoot. Robert right said one. Nutter Butter. That would have been good, too, Roberto. Uh, when we return, we'll talk a little preseason football to wrap up Hour 2. got Jason Nichols joining us to talk Pirate football in Hour 3 as we roll on. What kind of ice cream would you like to have? I got breaking news. Uh-oh. This guy might have ate some ice cream while he was not playing football. Has Danny Beal seen this news? Danny Beal. Has he seen this news? I have got news we got for Danny you Beal related regarding news? the New England Patriots. Are you, no. One of the guys that has not been signed yet has now been signed. The New England Patriots are Besides now Zeke? Up with Ezekiel Elliott. Him and Ramondre. Ezekiel Elliott is oh, the newest New England Patriot. My goodness. Are you excited? Yeah. All right. He's a he's a great back to have inside the five. He's so fat. Speaking of fat, Ezekiel Elliott. Will you be getting a jersey? Elliott. No. Okay. We're pushing it. What, how, how many years? Details. Right, we talk about it over break. All right. We'll be back with you. Zeke is a pat. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with Remax and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back into uh, the show. Here is Clip Rock. Here's some good sports trivia. I should save this for Wednesday, but I'll go ahead and throw it out. Eagles are the first team to lose both coordinators after winning a Super Bowl since the Patriots in 2004. Who were those two coordinators? I, I, I have a you. guess. I can tell you. 
Were they both can, fat? Can I take a guess? Both very fat. Okay, yeah. Re- so Rex Ryan? No. 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 All right. Um, Romeo Cornell? Yep. Yes. Um, and I'm gonna go. That was that was defense to clarify. So offense was, gosh, he went to college. He liked ice cream. He went to college after this. He went to college after this. Yep. Uh, Head man. coach in college. Very fat. Fat. Very Caucasian. Very. Oh, I can't think of him. Who is it? Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss went to Notre Dame. Sure did. Yep. All right. There you go. little warm-up for uh, Wednesday. Now that we need a warm-up, because it is hot out there, folks, let me tell you. Did y'all watch golf yesterday? <laughs> wow. I did not. Lucas Glover coming off 16 or 17 before he went to his next hole that was a cooler. And he went and dumped his hands in the cooler. Now, I couldn't see if his hands were actually in the water but i assume they were uh, like on the ice and i was like okay i guess that's a decent idea if your hands are really hot or whatever and then he kept him in there and kept him in there it was like for two minutes and i was like this this is crazy <laughs> his hands are gonna freeze you know but that's I've, how hot it was i have heard well yeah that maybe i've heard that when people's hands sweat they swell up so maybe it was a glove thing i don't know i mean i'm just fishing but yeah, that's a, yeah it, it was it's a squatch out there but it worked uh because he won my belief for the second straight week uh yeah. and i needed tommy fleetwood to win and he didn't miss the putt on 18 uh and glover ended up beating uh, oh boy we'll show it and i brought it up now because i can't remember who it was uh but glover wins at st jude uh jamie said watch golf a non-major yeah i had some interest in fleetwood winning that's why i watched um eric said if i had to pick a ryan i'm picking rob i hate rob ryan you can google uh you can tweet x whatever my name and rob ryan and there's a lot of things i've said about rob ryan over the years one of the most overrated coaches of all time both of them are yeah i just don't like rex because of the jets days but i don't like well he was good then i don't like the yeah well it's because of mark sanchez <laughs> it definitely was the Sanchez. It was not because of Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it was in spite of Mark Sanchez. Can't wait. It's because of that defense and uh, plot. Who they have? They had, I guess, Tomlinson running the ball. Yeah, they had LT. They had Bart. They had. They have Braylon Re- Edwards. Revis, How did I make that up? Revis Island. Revis Island. Who are the receivers? I don't even remember. Braylon Edwards. I wanted to bring up one more thing on the Fleet Fee rundown, and that is preseason. Chandler, did I see some awful news for the Panthers today? During our staff meeting? Yeah, uh, if it's regarding to Terrace Marshall Jr., he was carted off the field today. No. Seeing some tweets, though, that he had just tweaked his back. Uh, so and he just likes car rides. And I guess, I mean, some people probably, I mean, maybe he was just like, look, I don't want to, I don't feel like walking. Can you just get me a cart? And of course, anybody that sees the cart coming out kind of can freak out a little bit. But if it's just maybe a little tweak in his back, maybe that doesn't mean that much. So, okay. Um, Hoping for the best. Yeah. So I was I was thinking it could be a leg, a knee, or something like that. But when I saw that he had just maybe tweaked something in his back, I, I kind of calmed down a little bit. But yeah, Terrace Marshall Jr. card off today for the Panthers. Looking forward to tomorrow night. I know uh, Tony and the crew will have a lot on this on the C3 podcast on Tuesday. But Hard Knocks uh, going to be re- yeah. Recapping the week with the Panthers mm-hmm. and uh, that preseason game as well. Yep. That really uh, dominated. The Panthers looked like the worst team in the NFL this weekend. They did. They sure did. It was not good, but um, I mean, I just wanted to kind of see how Bryce did, and uh, he did get a couple of drives, maybe two or three. Um, and the biggest disappointment was something that we looked at last year as a big improvement, 
and that was the offensive line play. It was awful. Oh, I did see that. On it was Twitter. awful yep. on Saturday. It was terrible. Could not pick up stunts up front. Uh, Bryce Young was under pressure all all day. He did get sacked, I think, a couple times. Um, he took a couple of big hits during the game, but he was able to get up. But here's the thing about Bryce Young: he did not panic. He stayed calm in the pocket. He showed a lot of poise and was able to get the ball off a couple of times and showed a lot of his uh, football IQ. Um, so, I mean, there's still a lot of promise up there, but it was very disappointing to see a guy like Iki Aquano uh, giving up uh, some pressures. Here's my question. We always talk about a skill qu- uh, skill position player having a sophomore slump. Do we ever really talk about offensive linemen having sophomore No, slumps? we need to raise more awareness for that. Because, I mean, I mean, I hope not, but can we see a, a sophomore slump from Iki Aquano? The saving grace with that is that Bryce is used to creating plays with his feet. You think of with, hit, like you were just saying, he's calm, he's cool, he's collected in the pocket and cre- can create plays, but you see that with quarterbacks at Alabama that have started multiple years. You see Jalen Hurts, you see Tua. Max kind of in the in-between because he only played one year, but Bryce has a bright future. Yeah, I would say he's also used to very clean pockets. But if you look last year, he had to create a lot with his feet and made yeah. some absurd throws across his body, which I think is good, yeah. but at the same time you want him to have the protection. I have a question. Does he have, Did he show something that Danny Beal has? Moxie. Oh, he's got Moxie. I saw that on Twitter. That is the best Isn't description. Cool? Oh, my God. Moxie. Some, somebody said Danny Beal had Moxie. Cocojones. Mm. That is <laughs> Cocojones. Moxie is one of the coolest things you can say about an athlete. I mean, if I have Moxie, whoever said that, I appreciate that more than you know. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll bring in Jason Nichols, former ECU wide receiver. He will join us to talk pirate football. Got a ton of Mike Houston audio to get to. Well, we'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick. Well. And Blake Harrell, all coming up. Pirate Radio Live Hour 3. And you know what? We got a giveaway for you as well, folks. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I realized during the break that I am a Nelly Felly. I did not know all these songs I like were by Nelly Furtado. And I see you shaking your head, Danny. And you know what? I don't care. I'm a Nelly Felly, too. Okay. I'm right there with you. All right. I was just telling Shirley, The Way I Are was my walkout song freshman year. Yeah, that is true. Didn't get to hear it many times, but it was. (laughs) I don't know why Taylor Swift gets all this publicity. What about Nelly Furtado, people? Nelly's the OG. Um, Because Nelly hasn't really had a string of hits like 
Tay Tay no, has. Nelly was popular when Taylor when Taylor Swift was riding horses back in her country. Fine. All right, Shirley. Is Living a, on a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, Shirley's exactly. a hater. I'm John. I am not a Nelly hater. I never said that. Let's Mark welcome in Jason Nichols. We were talking a little Braves baseball during the break. Braves taking three out of four from the Mets. Got the Yankees tonight. Some we failed to mention, DB. Gavin Williams, if you didn't didn't see him pitch, you can guess what happened. Five innings, ten strikeouts, and he didn't get the win because his team this time his offense let him down, but this time the pitching let him down. Uh, so they gave up a lot of runs and lost to Tampa on Saturday. It's almost laughable at this point. I it's feel crazy. bad. You he's, feel bad for him. He's pitching great, but uh, just can't get a win. Did I see in his past two starts, twenty two strikeouts, one earned run? He's been amazing. But One un- unstoppable. You think the Braves can go get him right now? <laughs> if only. <laughs> I'm. I'm really. I tell actually, you what. He would like our offense. Yeah, That's no kidding. Sure. I've started to root for them even when he's not pitching, just because I want to see a Gavin Williams start in the playoffs. You know, how electric. Yeah. That would be electric. He, uh, man, he looks the part, don't he? God, he him and BB both, both rookie. Uh, yeah, both both rookies and. I mean, he just the big rig is chugging along. The big rig. All right, good stuff. Let's uh, talk some football with Jason Nichols. Jason, great to see you once again. Looking forward to uh, game day, but still a lot to go. We got another ECU scrimmage and a whole lot of practices between now and then. So, how about at this point in camp, you're coming off scrimmage number one, that uh, the depth chart starts getting a little clearer, spots start narrowing down a little bit, right? So, yep. uh, as we enter this portion of camp, uh, what are these players and coaches going through? Yeah, it's important now. You know, they're, they're starting to, you know, make that depth chart more realistic every day as far as where guys are going to be at. Um, they got a chance to see guys in live action. So uh, it's getting real, you know, and, and you got to right now because you want to make sure that going into this first game or any game, it doesn't matter who you're playing, that these guys got time to work with the group that they're going to be with. And every team is, is different, Coach, but uh, when you – when you go to that second scrimmage, like we saw four different quarterbacks, maybe five, we saw a ton of different players uh, in the, in scrimmage one. Does that even narrow down? Will we see more of your main guys in scrimmage two? What do you think? Well, um, you know, like anything, you, you, if you know what certain guys are going to do, you may not have to rep those guys as much because they're tried and true. Treat it like uh, preseason. Treat it like preseason a little bit and uh, get those guys ready. It's just that I think on the offensive side, I think that'll be hard to do for the Pirates this year just because we got so many new guys in, in play right now. So uh, every rep is going to be valuable for those guys, um, especially in a game or a scrimmage type situation because unlike the NFL, you don't get a preseason here. It's, it's You come out the gate, you got to be ready to go. And it's probably it's not feasible, but man, I would love to see an ECU NC State scrimmage. You know how many tickets it would sell, but with the physicality of it and injury, I mean, you probably just couldn't do it. But do you? Would you like to see that as a player and a, as a coach in college football? Well, it, it would definitely make practice more interesting. I mean, you thinking about it in the pros. You know, one of the things those guys uh, do a lot is they bring teams in to kind of switch up the the tempo of, of practice. And and really, what they're doing now is. They're using that as their preseason games for the veteran guys because you're going against real guys in practice right now, and you can script certain situations that you just want those guys to see, and you also can protect your quarterback. You know he's not right. going to get hit in practice. So, yeah, I think I think that would be huge. Um, you know, if the colleges could get to that, I just don't know where it's at on the pipeline. We'll see some of it on Hard Knocks tomorrow, but Chandler Aaron Rodgers didn't play 
in the preseason game against the Panthers on Saturday. But like Jason said, got a lot of work against the Panthers all yeah. last week in those joint practices. Yeah, he was out there still. I mean, slinging the football around, but he didn't. He did take the preseason game off. But uh, yeah, he's still out there. And I guess, like you said, it just kind of changes the tempo. You get to face off against somebody other than your own teammate, so it kind of creates and bumps up the uh, competition. I'm assuming hypes up practice for you, yeah. no doubt. Let's hear uh, Mike Houston's opening comments today as he uh, met with the media following practice. Shirley, come one. Hot one out there today. So uh, Eastern North Carolina weather has greeted us over the weekend and today. So uh, that's good. Now it's challenging. You know, those Florida kids are like, Coach, this is hotter is back home. You know, so it's uh, it's been a shock, uh, you know, to their systems a little bit after a cool start to preseason camp. But it's more of what we expect, you know, for weather this time of the year in this part of the state and this part of the region. So, um, and coming off the weekend, uh, it's good to get back out to work. We're going to find out a lot about ourselves this week. Uh, we're really going to challenge them this week. You know, we need to take a significant step forward from scrimmage one to scrimmage two. Um, you know, the, the thing looking back at the film from the first scrimmage on Saturday is, you know, they saw virtually every single situation game, game-like that you could see outside of two-minute and overtime. I mean, we, the ball was in every challenging situation, challenging down in distance. Um, you know, we threw everything at, uh, you know, the, the offense from a defensive standpoint. We have a lot in with a lot of veteran guys. Um, so it was a very, very challenging first scrimmage, uh, which is good because you can grow a lot from that. I'd rather have it that way than for us to, you know, not have uh, that much thrown at us uh, on Saturday and, you know, not have, uh, you know, had all that tape to teach off of and grow off of this week. So big week this week, you know, for the preparation of our team as we, you know, you know this is, and this is the week, you know, this is the week of preseason camp. We find out a lot about each other. You know, that was my, my talk out there at the end of practices. I use Julius Wood as an example. You know, everybody sees the player he is now. Nobody saw all the days and the years of work and preparation where he just had his head down, working consistently day in and day out, no recognition, nobody knew who he was, nobody gave him anything, and then all of a sudden last year he broke through. But you know, it didn't happen by accident. It happened because of his dedication, consistency, and hard work. And that's what some young players don't get. They want everything given to them because everything in their life has been given to them. You know, but it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that around here. You got to put your head down. You got to work. All of them say that I want to do this and I want to do that. Okay, but you got to go out there and put in the work in order to achieve anything. So it's a big week for our program. Mike Houston, a message to his team, a message to everybody there at the end. You got to work for it and use Julius Wood as the example. And Jason, uh, you, you got to have coaches who can motivate the players, but at the end of the day, you, you got to motivate yourself. And you, you see the phrases "know your why" and, and all that stuff. And and so when you're like a a redshirt freshman. Well, what's motivating you out there every day to get you can't play in the game uh so you got to figure out uh just do it yourself almost i'm gonna bust my tail today and bust my tail every day and those are the elite players those are the good players yeah it, it, that's definitely the truth i mean you know when you, you know right now you don't know who's red shirting yet but um you know as far as the freshmen i'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure coaches don't want to tell them right now because they they will go on a tank emotionally at first but um 
especially those guys who's used to playing and used to being the guy, and then they got to take a back seat for a little bit. But uh, you just got to find, like you said, what what motivates you on this level, and it, and it is going out there, learning how to practice and showing up every day, being consistent. Um, I think on the first show, one of the first shows I talked about, it's not the first week of camp where you truly know who you are. It's in these this week right here. What Mike what Mike Houston just said was true. You find out a lot about who you are. Um, as a player because, you know, you're right here in the thick of it and you're sick of going against that guy across from you. It's hot out here. It's, it's you know, a lot of things. I'm ready to play a game. But um, you got to stay focused because there's, there's a lot of learning in between now and when they kick that first ball off to um, play Michigan. All right, one of the most frustrating things following a scrimmage is you ask the coach uh, who looked good, who played well, and the answer is I got to look at the film. And, and we don't want to hear that, but it's true. All right, so he's had time to look at the film, so let's ask him again. Uh, here's what he had to say earlier today. Cut to Shirley, who stood out on Saturday. Well, I think several. I think, you know, offensively, you would say the running backs, you know, certainly stood out on Saturday. I thought you had some flashes from the offensive line, so that's really good things. Um, I think you had a couple of the skill kids on offense that flashed. Um, I mean, I think defensively up front, I mean, we looked like a really good bunch. I mean, we made a lot of plays. Uh, the guys were executing very well, um, so really pleased with that. I mean, I think our two veteran safeties look like veteran safeties, and Siobhan Ravel looks like a guy. I mean, that's, and he's, that's another one that's worked his tail off since he's been here. But very pleased with uh, the performance of several guys. Now, consistency, play in and play out. You know, we had a couple of drives there on Saturday where we just flat didn't show up, you know, on one side of the ball or the other, and you just can't have that. You know, it's, you can make whatever excuse you want to. It was hot. It was humid. You know, first script, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You got to show up and play. And I don't know how many plays they ran total, Chandler. I know Donnie Kirkpatrick said today, plays 60 through plays 90, the offense was bad and the defense dominated so they played more than 90 which is more than you run in a normal game right coach so yes they uh they had them they had them doing a lot out there on saturday well you know right now it is they're trying to get as many reps as they can in this first scrimmage you'll see them start tapering that back a little bit as they get uh closer to game week or whatnot but uh, this first one is always a, a – I mean, it's long. I mean, I've been out there and been a part of some long scrimmages in that first one. But uh, they're trying to get them, you know, with all the situations that they can see in camp that may come up in a game. And, and that's good because that's going to prepare you during the season because at some point those situations are coming. You just don't know when. Uh, Robert says, Coach, I had a community college football scrimmage versus a different school back in 91-92. Was that legal? We did it both years. Uh, a scrimmage during camp. <laughs> Uh, maybe that was one where everybody be quiet. I don't know. Or maybe it was legal back then. I, I don't know. I, 91, man, I was still in high school. So I don't yeah. know. I tell you. Uh, Jamie's got a question for Jason Nichols. He says, let's say the Michigan game was at home. Would ECU have a measurable advantage playing in that temp versus Michigan, who's coming in from non-humid weather? How about that when you, yeah. you have teams from outside the area? Well, you, you will have a little bit of an advantage uh, because it, that humidity is totally different up north than what it is down south. But now where they're probably equipped is they got a lot of depth. 
You know, they can run a lot of guys <laughs> out there. So, um, you know, it, it could help you. But um, if, if especially if they're not as good in certain positions as they think they are. But, uh, it, it, man, when you walk out there and it's 99 degrees, I think I dropped my son off today. It was 99 degrees in the car. That's hot. Man. <laughs> and on the flip side of that, it reminds me of teams going to Lambeau or Foxborough, and it's dark and cold and miserable and – Tom Brady looks like he's playing in 75-degree weather. You find out a lot about yourself in those kinds of environments. When you come into hot or cold, or extremely cold, you find out who's, who's tough and who's about it and who's not. I've asked uh, the baseball guys, Danny, about cold versus hot. So would you rather pitch in a February uh, you know, 35-degree game or a 99 in June? It's tough because one would think when it's hot, you can take off layers and stuff, and but you can have cold towels. You can try to find some AC. But cold, I mean, as a pitcher at least, I would rather pitch in hot because you just can't feel your fingers. It's uncomfortable. It takes forever to get warmed up, especially as a bullpen guy. And I don't know how it is for football at least, but I would assume – Maybe hot is a little bit more easy. What do you think, Jason? Early season hot or late season cold? I'd rather be early season hot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, cold weather, especially when you're not used to it. Um, you know, growing up in the South, we're not used to going out there and playing in, in cold weather all the time. But, you know, as you grow as a, as a person, it's, it's like what Coach said in his uh, clip earlier. Who cares? At some point, when you become a professional and you're trying to push yourself to be that, you got to be mentally tough to say, I got to go get my job done. All right, Michigan's on the clock, but right now the focus is still ECU and not an opponent. Brian Bailey asked that to Mike Houston, cut for Shirley, that if the focus right now is still just on his team. Yeah, we, 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 don't, need to, we don't need to talk about anybody else other than the Pirates right now, and that's, that's our complete focus, you know. Um, it's, it's like special teams, you know, that, that was a big emphasis today. You know, Saturday, it's the first time we put that much special teams live work in our first scrimmage of the fall. Um, and, you know, it's great because you're so much farther along there as far as knowing what we've got to work on. And so this week, you know, the special teams is a big, big focus for us to make sure this coming Saturday, I really want to have as close as we can get to our two deep guys that we think are going to play in the open on special teams those guys are the ones taking those reps against really good looks. And so I really want to test us this week from a, uh, from a special team standpoint. All right, the focus uh, focus inward before you look outward, uh, Coach, and the, the Michigan prep will begin here coming up soon, but uh, not quite yet as he tries to, to get his team ready. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do. Um, make sure that you guys are ready to even get up there and, and play a competitive game in, in all three areas of football. So it's still a lot of looking at yourself, um, trying to address some weaknesses, um, trying to find another guy or two that's going to step up and be able to help you. And um, that, that goes a long way for you as you get into the season and whatnot. Let's take a break. When we return, a little more Mike Houston. And for the first time this fall camp, we heard from Donnie Kirkpatrick and Blake Harrell. So we'll hear from the OC and the defensive coordinator as well. When we return, a lot more with Jason Nichols. And we got a giveaway for you coming up. Pirate Radio Live. We roll on after this. You're 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with the Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday talking pirate football. Got a question for former receiver and coach Jason Nichols. You can get that in on Facebook, YouTube, or X. Trying to get used to calling it X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, Or you can go old school, 317-1250 if you want to give us a call. Let's hear a little bit more from Mike Houston. Talked about how fluid uh, the depth chart is right now and how it's still being decided. Cut six, Shirley. Yeah, well, I mean, right now the depth chart is very fluid. Uh, it'll be part of my talk this afternoon to the team when we meet at 4 o'clock. You know, they, they are going to decide what the depth chart is. And I'll tell you, I, I don't know, ones and twos, I don't even know what that is anymore. You know, we're going to play so many guys, you know, on both sides of the ball on game day. But, you know, what you do on that practice field, what you put on tape, you know, that's you're earning your snaps. And so it kind of goes back to what I said just a few minutes ago. Nothing's going to be given to anybody. You're going to earn, you know, where you fall in that pecking order. But certainly, you know, if somebody goes out there and makes a couple of big plays against, you know, the freshman, you know, that's one thing. You know, you turn around and do it against the guys who are going to play on game day, that's another. You know, so you got to put stock in, you know, performance against, uh, you know, the competition. And so I think that's, that's something that's another challenge for us this week. We're going to try to do more situational stuff throughout the week. Uh, this week, you know, just put the ball down, let the kids go play instead of, you know, scripting it out. And, you know, it's where, to where you know, you create, you create situations based on what happened last play. And so I think that tells you a lot about, you know, how a guy can handle success or failure, you know, from one snap to the next. All right. And, Jason, we were out there on Saturday. While we were there, we saw four different quarterbacks throw pick sixes. Now, they – we're kind of touching out there and some say, of those returns could have been stopped yeah. at least two of them would have been legit Pick, picks to the house yeah um so i asked coach houston and, and we all saw that and knew about that um what positives uh did you take away from the quarterbacks on saturday and uh mentioned those interceptions uh cut three charlotte well you know they all had one you know so it's not like you know one guy had four you know they all had one um each one's different you know, each one, you know, you got to either read the coverage pre-snap or not take a chance, you know, putting a ball where you don't need to put it or, you know, you got to do, do a better job with our protection, whatever it is. But each one was a little bit different. Uh, I think the positive of, of that is I thought we did some really good things defensively, forcing some turnovers. You know, we had a couple of great strips. Uh, I thought we did a good job disguising our coverage uh, yeah, on, uh, on one of the interceptions. So you got positives on it, but uh, you know certainly each one of those situations is one that they can all they can all grow from. All right, there is uh, Mike Houston. So one of the, I, I don't know we we didn't see a ton from uh, the QBs. Well, the highlight plays offensively. One I saw was Josiah Hatfield making a catch one on one 
beats his guy one-on-one and heads down the sideline for a touchdown catch and run and then uh i think brock spalding had a touchdown before uh, before we got there. there yeah um, and Javius Bond certainly stood out, Chandler, uh, the way he played. But, Coach, uh, sounds like one of those scrimmages where the defense maybe won the day, and, and they looked smothering at times when we were out there Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, that's one thing when you get into these early scrimmages and stuff. I said it even in the beginning of practice. Defense does have a tendency to kind of, you know, win it and early on as the offense is still trying to gain a rhythm and timing. And, you know, you're saying you're working four quarterbacks. That's four different ways to, you know, I know they all work the snap count the same, but they're still, they got their own tendency on how they do it. Um, so it's it's, it's still a, a learning curve for some of those guys. It's still a uh, an evaluation process, I'm sure, for uh, Donnie and the uh, offensive staff. So, um, you got to take what you saw and, and see if we can get better this week in practice and um, and get ready to make some tough decisions. Well, let's hear what Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say. His thoughts on the scrimmage from Saturday. Cut one. Well, there, there was, you know, it's like every scrimmage. I mean, you know, 40-some years of, of seeing scrimmages and then, you know, it's it, they just repeat themselves. They're, they're good and they're bad. You, you have to remember you played 50, I think 56 different guys play. So, I mean, that, there's not going to be a lot of you know, good, you know, cohesiveness when you play that many guys. The the positives were that uh, offensively we started really well. We uh, the first drive we kind of self destructed a little bit, but we still moved the ball from the twenty two, moved the other team back to the twelve yard line. So you know, in a game that's still the positive that you took the ball from the twenty two and they get it on the twelve. You know, now when you're playing each other like that, the unfortunate part is the twos moved the ball all the way back down to the cross to 50 and then punted us to the one-yard line. So we went 99 yards and scored. You know, you got to feel pretty good about that because that's hard to do any time, much less the 10th day of practice, to go 99 yards. That's a great, that's a great drive. Uh, the uh, next drive we moved it a little bit, and then the ones got it on the three. You know, like, GD, there was probably a couple bad words came out of my mouth then. Like, we need to catch those punts better or something, you know. And uh, we, uh, we went and we scored again. And so, you know, thought, wow, it's good. So those were positives. We started good. I thought the running backs did a really nice job. Roger, it was good to see Roger Harris back out there. He popped first run for 10 yards, and he popped another one for about 30 yards. So, you know, it's like, all right, that was a good feeling. We got Roger back, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I thought Javis Bond, at the end of the scrimmage, was the one guy playing full speed. Nobody could tag him out there, too. So those, those were real positives. The negatives, or they're always neg- negatives, was from about play 60 to play 90, uh, we, we must have sold out to gamblers or something out there. Or something I don't, I don't know what happened. We were shaving points. And all of a sudden, we couldn't get a snap. All right, so you can't be a shotgun offense and not be able to snap the ball and catch it. We, we literally snapped two of them to the running back. Okay, which was not by design. It looked pretty good. One of them did, but we might want to put that in. But we didn't. We didn't mean to do that, so we weren't ready for that. And so we just kind of self-destructed and we turned it over a bunch in there because I thought the quarterbacks then pressed because we were in long yardage, and you got to play the game not to get you know beat yourself first. So we, we, we got some growing up to do there, and that was that was disappointing. So we addressed that really hard. So that was probably a long answer for what you asked, but there were there was good, there was there was bad. Uh, the heat jumped on them really bad. But on one hand, that was a positive because we needed to get ourselves in that and find out. We probably a little too comfortable with the way the weather had been. We probably, our kids were probably thinking, yeah, we're in pretty good shape. And then Saturday, they were like, wow, I forgot about August and September around here. 
All right. I forgot how much I missed Donnie Kirkpatrick just doing his stand-up routine while talking football uh, there today. He's talking about the uh, the man, I, I wish uh, we need to catch a punt or something, get us away from the two-yard line. <laughs> uh, just talking to coaches, players, having them on the show, guys like Jason Nichols, I, I watch football and, and see things a little different than I used to. I saw a punt return over the weekend, and the guy goes about eight yards. And before, I wouldn't think much of it, but getting the ball at the 31 instead of the 23 i mean think if you get a holding penalty at the 23 or whatever you're back about to the 10 yard line that little eight it's like another first down right coach the hidden yardage the little things like that yeah, you're saying if you get 10 yards you, you, you've got a first down that's what you're telling your punt returner just give me 10 after 10 you can do whatever you want but uh you, you'd probably be pretty high in the country right now if you're averaging over 10 yards a carry which is a first down on a punt return i'm sorry and, uh, and that does. It, it changes the field position or even just catching the punt. Like, you know, yeah. what you said about, you know, I don't know what happened on that play, but, you know, that's why young guys sometimes struggle to get back there as a punt returner because in high school it was okay to let the ball hit the ground. In college, those are yards. It's like 14 yards you're giving up when that ball hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Jason Nichols joining us in the studio. And uh, <laughs> does Donnie always, is that just him? Yeah. Like he's always got a line about something, right? I tell you what, he, Donnie has a great personality. <laughs> yeah, he can work a room. All right, uh, cut to sure. Let's get an update on the quarterbacks, Mason Garcia and Alex Flynn. Well, it's, you know, Mason came in just really Better than I actually expected, and I expect a lot of him, really. I, I mean, I was kind of like, wow, okay, he's had a good summer. He, he's in a good place. He's ready to go. Uh, I thought Saturday he, the reality hit a little bit, late, you know, in the middle of that game with him he, pressing a little bit. Uh, we didn't throw the ball as well as I would like to have thrown the ball. We, we ran the ball much better, which, you know, don't care which way we do it. Um, Flynn was the opposite of that, to be honest with you. Flynn kind of came in, and I had to kind of bring him in and say, all right, the other Flynn is back. Where was the Flynn that, you know, was here in the spring? And uh, I thought Flynn, the other Flynn came back. He showed back up. And then I thought Flynn had a really good day today. And there probably wasn't, but maybe two or three guys had a very good day today. He would have been one of them. So uh, it's, a, uh, it's a good feeling. I know everybody wants to talk about it, make it into a big deal, and I, and I get that. Uh, you know, the, the other good part is is that Raheem has really come on. Uh, so you, you, you never have too many, you know, because you're one play away from one guy being down. And I think it's a comforting feeling in knowing that you don't have to put everything on a new starter. There, there are some other people, too. So I, if anything, the strength of the offense, because we are so new, we're not necessarily young, but we're new. Uh, the offensive staff is all new together, too, really. Uh, the strength is is that we have numbers, and that's the first time we've had that since we've gotten here. There are other people. If you don't have a good day, there are other you know there, there are pinch hitters. There are other people we can put in. What do you think about that, Coach? That uh, that'll keep guys motivated to practice, knowing that they're uh, obviously an injury, but one bad day from from the guy in front of you from going in the game. Man, as a coach, that's that's the greatest weapon you have is is to have quality depth behind whoever because sometimes you can get 
your hands tied behind your back if you don't have good depth because you're stuck with what you got out right. there. And now you're trying to play all these mental games to get somebody to, to play up to their ability, which, you know, that's part of your job too. But what's easier is for you to go out there and say, okay, come stand over here. I'm going to put this guy in and, and, and let him do his thing. And, and you know, um, some sometimes that happens and you never get to see the field again. Man, I remember two years ago, I was a broken record. I, I kept saying it, knocking on wood, that we were lucky to get a full season of Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell. And that was 2021. And the split carries and everything, it, it went about as perfect as it could go. And then what happens the following year? You know, you get a running back down and you see you need a Marlon Gunn to step up. Last year at receiver, we were lucky to have CJ and Winstead really the whole year right like we didn't and ryan jones was out there at calhoun but we didn't need a ton of depth but those are the anomaly years i mean you you never know there's injuries every year and uh we're going to see a lot more guys at that receiver position this year offensive line uh you've got they are still when when coach houston says the depth chart's fluid uh i think o-line could be one of those spots he's talking about where guys are still trying to find their spots but one thing these coaches love uh, is the depth on this team the what they've been building here these last few years well that goes like i said it, it makes your team better the more depth that you have the more competition you have in practice guys got to go harder um, it, it you know iron sharpens iron is what we say right and so uh, if you know that guy is uh, that's behind you is just as good as you you got to make sure you show up every day at practice and get better all right Shirley Rhodes let's take a break as we do we'll make somebody a winner we're gonna give it, give, away, it away. give it away give it away now give it away give it away give it away now Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, get up is awesome. All right, Marcus Crandall said he's not a Red Hot Chili Peppers guy. How about you, Jason? You like? Can't say I've heard that either. I mean, I've heard it a little bit, but. All right, fair enough. Uh, Shirley, what are we giving away on this Monday? How about a pair of tickets to a Wood Ducks baseball game? All right, go see the Woodies on Pirate Radio at historic Granger Stadium. What call are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 10. Caller 10, 317-1250 is a winner. We're back with more. Got some Donnie Kirkpatrick. Blake Carroll and more insight from Jason Nichols when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you and congratulations to jansen kid of greenville picked up a pair of tickets to a down east wood ducks baseball game get your single game tickets and check out all the fun promotions planned this season right now at woodducksbaseball.com now let's head back into prl here's clip all right back with you pirate radio live jason nichols here inside the pirate radio studios running through today's audio from ecu's uh practice had comments from john gilbert played those earlier in the show as well as he kind of gave a state of the athletics address but wouldn't answer much when it comes to realignment and uh and all that stuff but jason that's uh 
at the forefront of the college football world right now teams leaving and teams going and coming and all that and if you're east carolina right now uh everybody's got to focus on what they can control for this football team it's winning games and trying to give themselves the best possible spotlight nationally they can yeah that's what you got to do right now that's that's the only thing you can do until you know other things clear themselves up but uh winning solves a lot of problems <laughs> yes sir uh it, it, it has whatever ails you wins can certainly help all right uh let's go with uh cut five let's get an offensive line update from donnie kirkpatrick shirley as uh, he talked about that today after monday's practice that has been a really uh a lot of work because again new guys uh coming in i think today we we probably lined up pretty close to what i think we'll line up in uh we did get uh, the one Owen Murphy got, uh, got got banged up, but we got good news on that. He'll be back probably sometime during the beginning, the early part of the season. He'll miss the beginning of it. And that factors into a little bit of it. But, you know, you can't really expect probably to have 10. You'd like to. That's a dream. We're going to have first team, second team, all line, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know if Alabama plays 10 of them or not, you know what I'm saying? They might, you know what I'm saying? But we're hoping to get like eight. You'd like to get two and a spare, we say. You know, sometimes you get three tackles. So you have to play the back up the right. You have to play the back up the left. It's hard to have four good enough. But this time of year, you want to, to do that. You want to give everybody a deal. But we, Coach Moe's done a great job, but he's moved them around every which way. In the end, that's going to make them better because the right tackle is going to understand what the guard's doing and how they're going to work together better. You know, you go to the other side, you're going to understand what's going on on the back side of that play. But when you're doing it that much and moving people around, you suffer. You suffer, you know, too. So, again, uh, the good news was when we left here last night, we said, you know, hey, we've got three weeks. You know, we got three weeks. Now it'll, it'll go, you know, like that, and all of a sudden we'll look up, too. But uh, we got we got time to get that fixed. But, you know, you get in a game, sometimes you just got to move people around. Anyhow, so it's good for them. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there. So they're figuring out what they have at the O-line. Of course, the quarterbacks are doing what they do every day. So Donnie was asked, does he like what he has uh, with the skill positions? And then you try to figure out everything around that. Cut three, Shirley. talked about uh, skill guys and, and everything around the offense. I think that's exactly what it is, is that – and spring ball is one thing. But spring ball is a whole different sport than, than the fall. I, you know, in all my many years, and, and as a player, I remember people doing good in the spring, you know, when it's just a little bit more low-key, and then when it comes to fall, everything's a little more intense, and, and you find out who's really going to be the guy. And that's probably been the big question because, you know, we've lost a lot of production. You know, an 88-catch guy, 60-some catch guy, 40-some catch guy, you know, so you're thinking now, you know, we moved C.J. inside last year. That was a strategy because – we said, all right, if we put him in here, these are the things we do. You know, these are the formations we run. These are the plays we call. This is how he'll get the ball. You know, we knew Isaiah, get it to CJ. You know, we knew, uh, was it a little running back? We had a little running back or something. He was pretty good. We gave it to him some too. And uh, now going into the, after the spring, we didn't have everybody there. So, you know, still you don't want to close the door and say, all right, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're getting to. You know, let's wait and see what these guys can do. And uh, now, 10, 10, 11 practices into it, you know, we uh, really last night we sat around and I said, you know, if I'm drafting and I'm saying, all right, who am I going to get the ball to? You know, I, I could list 
here, 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 here. So now you're saying, all right, well, we we'll probably won't use this formation. We'll use this formation to run this play out of because I want him to be here and there and all that. So. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there has uh, got to hear from the offensive side of the ball. Let's get some defense here with Blake Carroll. He talked about the defense so far this camp. Cut one. Yeah, I think I told the guys this morning, I think we've, we've made some strides, uh, but we got a lot of big strides to make too in the next three weeks. Obviously, uh, Saturday was your first measuring point with the scrimmage. You're getting out there. You don't have the coaches holding your hand. You're not, not going off the script, so to speak. Uh, so you're, you're in a game situation, and we did as many game situations as possible. So you find out a lot about yourself. You find out a lot about some individuals, where you are as a unit. And, um, you know, we got to make some huge strides in the next three weeks. Uh, obviously, we've seen some guys that uh, we all know about that are performing at high levels. I mean, Julius Wood, Tegan Wilt, you know, the two safeties are uh, returning starters, and they're playing like returning starters. Um, Elijah Morris, returning starter, playing like returning starter, you know. Uh, Jeremy Lewis kind of getting back into the mix now, and, and every day you see him kind of getting more and more of, of being Jeremy. Um, and that's the same with the older guys. Chad, Chad uh, he's done some good things out there on the edge. Uh, he's done some bonehead things he's got to clean up too. I think he had two penalties on Saturday, and we just thought this morning as a, as a defensive unit, like how much a penalty can kill you. I mean, he, uh, he made a, a great play in the backfield where he brought up a second and 12 and, and put the offense behind the sticks, and he lined up all sides. Um, and then the fir- first play of the game, we were in a – you know, first play of scrimmage, I think we were in a, you know, look for hey, a shot down the field defense, and uh, they had a five-yard run, and we had a face mask, turns it into a 20-yard play, so it turns into explosive. And then overall, as a defensive unit from Saturday, we, we uh, you know, did some good things, but we can't give up the big play. I mean, you have 115 uh, really good plays of a scrimmage, and you give up three touchdowns, you know, you can't win ball games that way, and, and uh, we got to get those things fixed. We got to do a better job of communication, um, verbal communication, visual communication, and just playing our tails off, and that, that's where we, we're at. And where we got to keep on protecting over the next three weeks and, and making strides too. And I think this week you have some third-down stuff going in, some different packages, and we're finding out a lot about our guys, who can be on the field for the third-down packages, what they can handle. You know, can they handle playing um, a nickel or sandbacker and then on third-down move inside? You know, if they can, then, you know, I told, told a young man coming off the field, if you can handle two positions – Hey, your stock rises. You can go play, you know, play multiple positions on game day. I said, if you can't, hey, no big deal. We're, we're going to keep it simple because we want to protect our culture so you can play fast and physical. And I said, but, you know, you're, you're limiting yourself. So uh, we got some guys that, you know, got to keep figuring those things out. And as coaches, we do as well. So that's kind of where we're at and, and the direction we're going right now as a defensive unit. All right, Blake Harold there. Uh, coach's thoughts about that. I want some versatility from his guys yeah that's that's um that's what you need i mean that that that's the truest thing uh coach can tell them is the more you can do the more opportunity you got to play and when you can't do those multiple things then you only limit yourself to only one position and if somebody's in front of you you gotta wait your turn to go out there and play uh chandler you said you were uh about ready to pick your guy for 2023 on the defensive side of the ball and you said this a week or two ago you said you might be a Taylor Jackson guy yeah, this year. I like that guy. I saw a lot of out of him last year that I liked, and I think it's kind of uh, transitioning. Uh, it transitioned to the spring because he did have a good spring, and then uh, as we sit here in the fall, it looks like he's going to be one of those guys that can cause uh, some damage on that defensive side of the ball. Well, I asked Blake Carroll today who's stepping up at linebacker. He had a lot of great things to say about Taylor Jackson uh, because I said, you know, the, the front and the back end you feel pretty good about, but we're going to see some new linebackers this year. So I asked Coach uh, who was stepping up at linebacker cut two. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the one that stands out to me that really has just been here uh, since, you know, the first day I got in the building has worked his tail off. You know, at times last year he, he was even talking about redshirting so he could save a year. Uh, but he ended up freaking playing all our special teams last year. Uh, started in a bowl game, was in the mix uh, at linebacker last year, and that's Taylor Jackson. And he's just done a really good job of taking ownership of, uh, of that room, taking a lot of pride about himself, a lot of pride about how he does things. Uh, every day this summer he, he was in the building um, and just kind of absorbing everything he can to be the best linebacker he can. So just really excited about him. And, you know, he's a fourth-year player. Um, we hadn't seen him much as an, in starting role up to this point, but uh, so far in camp, he looks like he, he could be a starter in there. The other guys, they still, they still got to figure it out in there. I mean, we got guys that they'll show up for two or three days, but they got to be consistent. I just talked to them about that coming off the field. Like, you know, uh, whether it's Mike Edwards, uh, BJ, Ra-Ra, Kingston McCancer, whoever it may be, they, they got to come and put stacked days back to back to back. It can't be two good days or just a so-so day. It's got to be every single day. So uh, that's, that's the ongoing battle in there and, and some good competition. And they got to keep pushing each other till somebody comes out on top. Coach, looking for consistency from the younger guys, the new guys, likes what he has uh, seen from the veteran Taylor Jackson. And that the story he told about Jackson is how it used to be normal, right? And now it's kind of getting rarer to hear that, a guy waiting his turn. Uh, but, man, uh, I loved hearing him talk about Taylor Jackson today, Coach. And I know you like those stories, too, guys that do everything they can to, to earn their spot. Yeah, yeah, it means more to those guys. You know, it's the easiest thing to do is go run and – go somewhere else but you know to sit here and wait your turn and and to uh show up and and then when it is your turn you you do it the way you're supposed to so uh great kid i i, I remembered him when i was here on coach houston staff and you know it doesn't surprise me that he's that type of that type of kid all right let's take our final break we'll come back at the final thoughts from jason nichols and get ready to wrap things up here on a monday edition of pirate radio live we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Let's take a quick look at your stock market report. It was a good one. The Dow was up 26 points at 35,307. The Nasdaq was up 143 points at 13,788. S&P was up 25 at 4,489. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors uh, today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, wrapping it up with jason nichols and jason uh you're not out there at, at practice and can't be around the guys what we try to do is just give you uh the sound bites to try to you know get everybody to see what's going on feel what's going on out there so after today's show i don't know what are your final thoughts on this football team from what you've heard today well it sounds like they still got a little a lot of work to do um you know to get these uh different positions uh summed up as you get ready to wrap up camp uh they got time to do it um, it's gonna it's gonna take some hard work from those guys, and 
uh, I think we got a chance. We just got to continue to, you know, get better uh, uh, each and every day. And one thing you hit on that Mike Houston said, a uh, very important week for this team to figure out who you, who your guys are and who's going to be with you. You said it's easy week one to kind of be up for it. Where are you now when it's hot? So yep. we'll be following that throughout the week. Jason, uh, awesome talking football with you, man. Enjoyed it, and we'll do it again next week. All right. Appreciate it. See you guys. Jam man. We'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Intern DB, Danny Beal, Shirley Rhodes. We'll see you fine folks at 3 o'clock on Tuesday. For the crew here, I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.